Ladies and gentlemen, pilgrims, Eskimos, and Canadians, what's up, motherfuckers? I'm Yanni. I'm Matt. What's up? We are here with another episode. It's a great day in 2022. We're back. We're back in 2022. Thank God. It's been a while. I don't know if you missed us or not. I don't know if you noticed, but it's been a while. But now we're back. We're in action, and we're just going to be in your ears a lot and often because... Pretty much. Because we, Fantasy's done, and um, <laughs> we did it. We did it win. That's we, being honest. Yeah, we, we did it win, and we're bored. So now now we're back to this. So not yes. to say that you know we don't do this when we're not bored. We just only do it... When we're not bored. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right. So today's topic, we're talking about trading, man. And I know Yanni loves to trade. Yanni, before we talk, dive into this, Yanni is a trade kind of, so he loves tra- trading. It's his favorite thing to do. This is, it is, um, I, I like to try to possibly win my trades. And if not, I just like this trade, just a trade. It's just, you know, it's a, chance, it's a spice of life. I like that. I think everyone likes trade. I think that's why the NBA trade deadline is always like the most hot talked about topic. And that's why like the NBA offseason is fun. Yes. Right? Just yes. because fucking trades, like draft night, it's trades. We love trades. Trades yeah, are great. We just want to just shake up, you know, shake up the room, shake the table, shake whatever, you know. Can this guy go here? Can this team do this? You know, things like that. And more or less, we want to call teams fucking stupid. So that's that's probably we love, it. We, we love shitty guy teams, say they lost a trade. How could you do that? How could you think about that? And that is exactly what the fuck we're gonna do today? Yes, it is. So today we're doing top five lopsided NBA trades. Yes, Yanni, what was your thought process going into this? My thought process was end result, and I hate my end result, but Matt's that that uh, from the time I've known Matt, Matt has this rule that he always wants to get the best player in most trades. Yes, and I use that rule. Um, in my process, and it, it didn't come out right for a lot of teams. Wait, 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 wait. So, celebrate. So, you, you use the rule. You're like, what team got the best player, and it didn't work out? I don't know. I mean, no, a lot of teams came up short. You know, like, I, I seen some teams I seen it, their ambition, and it just didn't cook right. But, you know, when you get the best player, then that that's it. You know, you win the trade in most cases, in damn near all cases. Basically. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll see if that holds up with our trades because yes. uh, there's a lot of lopsided trades. So I did some digging in this shit. I looked at like so, <laughs> I pretty much looked at most trades since LeBron James came came into the league. Right. That's just <laughs> because that's when the NBA began. Oh, you're, you're asking about like your, your timeline for yeah, the that, trades. That is the net I casted. I was like, this is the all my my trades. I, I was going to say realm. that also for me. I used um, I didn't look at any trades that ha- that didn't happen when I was alive. Okay. So that if you weren't alive, did it count? So you, what, so you have trades from early nineties. Okay, okay. See, for me, I had trades only when I was watching basketball. The first year I watched basketball yes. was LeBron. Most the actually, being honest with you, all my trades besides one are from when I was actually watching basketball as a human being. Hmm. But one is is in the early nineties. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. Well, interesting. Oh, sorry. Side note. So when looking back at this, literally ninety five percent of the trades. Are fucking meaningless. Most of the trades that happen in the NBA are really meaningless and unimpactful. Probably one a year that actually makes waves and changes the league yep. dynamic. And sometimes people come out good on the other end, and sometimes people don't. No, you're right. Matt's right. Uh, more or less, you've you either add a little bit to your team or you take a little bit from your team, and that wins you a series. 
and it may lose you a series, but it's not the reason why you got to the title, or it's not the reason why you're at the ping pong balls. Yeah, otherwise you're pretty much just trading Melvin Eli and Delonte West, and just you're just hoping shit happens and it never works out. That's usually ninety five percent. That of the trade. usually is that and cast considerations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, forget about the cast considerations, man. All right, do you have any uh, honorable mentions? Yes, I do. Oh, Yadi, what's up? I have mentions. honorable. Let's I know. It. Let's hear it. Um, this is called the segment. This is a segment that's gonna be called "Me Shitting on the Older Generation." Oh, okay. Are you ready for it? Let's, let's hear it. All right, cool. Let's start with 1995, 1975, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Los Angeles Lakers. The Milwaukee Bucks traded Kumail to Jabbar <laughs> for Junior Bridgman, Dave Myers, Elmore Smith, and Brian Winters. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't know who any of those players are. Do they? I, their family probably barely knows yes, who they are. I don't well. think their family actually knows <laughs> if they're alive or not. And basically, this was what less than four years. This is less than a presidential term after winning a title in Milwaukee. But so he went to L.A. So, so but back in the day, that was kind of a common move. Like that was him and Will. They're like, yeah, fuck, I'm going to L.A. So they demand the trade. Did they, you know, we don't know. I, I was going to get into that. I'm still okay, going okay. to I'm gonna get into it. Okay. But yes. Um, it basically kind of crushed the whole um it basically made the whole coast is the best place to go kind of thing um a, a, a sound larger because the best player and they may argue the best player best player at that time shit in probably a sense, ever maybe probably exactly left a midwestern team to go play on the coast right let alone for Los Angeles Lakers so won't be the last <laughs> won't be the last time it happens but yeah. well it will not be um, so that happened and it was stupid. There's, you don't entertain that. And Matt, if you're the GM of the Bucks, why would you entertain that call? Um, you, I don't know. So I wasn't alive then. I don't, this is, I'm 100% ignorant opinion and I don't know what happened, the circumstances. But I just imagine Kareem Abdul Jabbar was just like, give him the fuck out of here. It probably had to do with money. He probably said, fuck you, pay me. They were like, yeah, we don't know if we'll pay you that much. Okay, the Lakers wouldn't pay me that much because you know why? It's Los Angeles fucking Lakers. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that, I don't know. That's, don't know. that's true. But would, no you, would you, would you, what's the word? You know contracts are binding. Would you stare down Kareem and say, all right, well, you're going to play your best years here or you're just going to sit and never play basketball anywhere or whatnot until we get something considerable back for you? See, at that time, that might be considerable. All right, so let's put it in this perspective, right? Precisely. All right, all right so this was, trade was 30 years. This is prior 40, to... Le- 50 pri- years ago. 50 years ago? This is... Oh, wow. Yes, yes 50, 50 years, years ago. Over see, 50 years ago. That's how you know I'm fucked up. I keep thinking like 70s is 30 years ago. I think that's... that's really like 45 years ago. Damn it, 50 years ago, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, so but do you think... Let me put it in perspective. Okay, so the Kawhi Leonard-Demar DeRozan trade. Right? Mm-hmm. You think people are gonna remember Demar Derozan's name fifty years from now? They're gonna look like, like who the fuck is Demar Derozan? You know what I'm saying? They traded Kawhi Leonard for him. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we just probably don't have context no, 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 for how good no, no, those no, players No, no, no. Because what were. I realized is in, in searching these trades up is that you look for players and you and the quick thing we we use quick references to kind of equate um, equals. We look for all stars, all defense, right, all right. this, all that. When and Demar has some of those things, not a lot of them, but he has enough. And you look at his his scoring averages to say. He's not a bum. Mm. He's uh he's a good he's a he's a pretty good player on a he's a good player on a team. You can right. say, you can say Demar Derozan is good. Years later, you can say Demar Derozan. We can say that it's right. okay. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, but it's like when you get the Junior Bridgman and Dave Myers, <laughs> like the Elmore Smith. These sound like guys that manage uh, uh, uh grocery chains. Mm. Yeah, they probably do. They probably. There's do no now, way yeah. you're trading a guy named Kareem Abdul-Jabbar mm. for guys named. 
Dave Myers. No, no disrespect to anybody named Dave Myers. Shout Dave, out to Lou Alcindor for changing his name. He was like, you know, I'm dude, going straight. Even if he's Lou Alcindor, there's no way I'm changing a seven foot guy named Lou Alcindor for a guy named Dave. I don't, I don't have to even look at Dave well, Myers and not know that. No. The thing is, Lou Alcindor, like US, UCLA, Lou Alcindor, before Kareem Abdul Jabbar was that nigga. Like, everyone was undisputed, undeniable. He That's was, what I'm saying. Like he walked, he walked into the MVP. I think his rookie year was MVP. Was that the case? I, I, might, I might be wrong, but he was that guy. He might, probably the best player of all time. But, but we don't think about him like that because he's. Oh, you're talking about just basketball dude. across 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 the board. Yes. If if he was a talker, if he was like a glowing motherfucker, we, we would probably. If he was Charles Barkley, if you put Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Charles Barkley, Jordan shoes, wouldn't have any kind of global pull because Kareem would already ruled the universe by that time. Right. Right. Exactly. He, he was just that guy. Um, but he's just the tall link. dude that people didn't really. Yeah. 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 Anyways, anywho, I, I agree. I, I agree. I mean, you can't argue that. Um, yeah, yeah, 50, 50 years ago. Yeah. Now going to the next one. Um, Nineteen seventy nine. We have the New Orleans Jazz, and guess who? Just take a wild guess on what Los Angeles. Is. Wow, just guess. You're, you're good. Oh, you must be psychic. Me, not the the Lakers. Uh-huh. <laughs> they traded their nineteen seventy nine pick away. They traded Kenny Carr, Uh-oh. Freeman Williams, Uh-oh. and Sam Worthen, and their nineteen seventy nine pick to get. Gail Goodrich and Essie Givens and Jack Givens. The Givens brothers, I guess. I don't know if they're Givens. Yeah, I don't know who any of these people are, Yanni. Who the fuck oh, are you these don't? people? Oh, you don't? Okay. No. no. Where, well, I know Gail Goodrich is. I heard her before. But who, where are we going here? Yeah, they, they, yeah that, that was the thing. The New Orleans Jazz apparently had a hard on for Gail Goodrich. Mm-hmm. They just they just loved him. He mm-hmm. was they, they he felt like he was a dude, I guess. Yeah, he's got a good so name. They, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a good that is a good balling name. Gail yeah. Goodrich. That sounds yeah. like somebody who's just like yeah. He, he looks like a, like just by saying his name, he looks like the guy in the Monopoly board from my head. That's why I imagine him being just that guy. But he okay. probably wasn't. Anyways, we all know that that pick became Magic Johnson, and there's that. <laughs> um, if your team sucks, don't trade for somebody who's not the dude. Oh, we're going to have some of those on, on the top fives. Your team already sucks. Stop trading your picks for non-the dudes. Not he's good. Not I like him. Like certified dudes. If he's not the dude, do not trade your picks for this person, but hindsight, it's simple. Hindsight's tough, though. I mean, I mean no, that's, hindsight's not that's tough, man. That's the thing about this fucking this list is we're just going back in hindsight. At the time, we don't know if it was a good trade or bad. Mm. People could have looked at it oh, like, oh, oh this oh, might oh, be a good okay, yeah, yeah. Back, yeah, back then, they didn't know. They didn't understand. You're right. They didn't know because they're just thinking about chance. Well, we're still going to shit on you. Yeah, 100%. Yes. So, pants are already down. But, but Matt's right. We're going to shoot a little bit of bail because there was not enough data back then. Well, this is all these trades that we're talking about today are, are going to have the same thing. But the trades, exactly, the trades that are in our top five, we're definitely going to shit on you because <laughs> you've seen what happened in 1979 and you still did it almost 40 years later. Right, right. And if, if, think about some of the ones where our lives, I remember it happening, a lot of my trades. I remember think at the time, these were stupid fucking trades. But, yep. Yeah. All right. So one last, one last, one last uh, honorable mention. We have the Sixers and take a wild guess. Los Angeles fucking Lakers. It's Wilt. It's Wilt. It's Wilt. It's Wilt. It's yep. Wilt. Yep. But this one, I'm going to shoot the, the Sixers some bail. We don't have any certified reports, but it was said <clears throat> the motivation for this move remains in dispute. <laughs> According to sports writer Roland Laz- Lazenby, a journalist close to the Lakers, Chamberlain was Wilt Chamberlain was angry at Kozlov for breaking the alleged Richmond Chamberlain deal. So basically what that whole deal is that, you know, um, I think it was him and his coach were, were like a, a two-pack. And I think because Jack Ramsey, his his coach prior, was um, they I think they won a championship. No, they didn't win a championship. With, with, with the San Francisco? Was it with uh, the no, Warriors? No. According to Ramsey, 
Uh, did they win a championship? I think Wilt only got one. I think that was a one random lucky year he got. Yeah, one in the Sixers, right? No, I think it was the Lakers. Maybe two. I don't know. I'm going to double check. But basically, no, it was after they got close. And after the, after that, Ramsey left to go coaching the ABA. Wilt threatened to jump ship and go to ABA too to, to the GM. And the GM was like, I don't know what the hell to do. <laughs> Lakers will take them. <laughs> so basically, no, here it is. So basically... Um, the word around town was that um, he felt he grew too big for Philadelphia, which is true. Well, it's big for a lot of places. Well, yeah. still, he's 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 a, he's a dude. Like he just wanted to go like to Los had, Angeles like, to fuck bitches. Let's be real. He just wanted to all, pipe down actresses. Hold, hold on, that's like, ex- you're absolutely. Hold on, I'm gonna even provide even more in depth, more depth to that. But <clears throat> like, let's just talk about Wilt the human being. It's Wilt Chamberlain. Like he's a legend. He's a home globetrotter. <laughs> like he's a he's he's inducted in the national international volleyball hall of fame. Is this he really? guy, yes, he is. Wow! <laughs> like he just he's just like he's, he's just like, that guy. Yeah. If Will Chamberlain like is like if he's your brother, you, you, got, you got good genes. You're probably doing well too. You're probably, you're probably doing well when I, but you're living in shadow. If he's <laughs> if he's coming after your lady, sucks for you. Like it's just like he's just the dude. But the point being is that um, well, Will Chamberlain. He felt he was too big for Philadelphia, which is probably true at that time, and sought the presence of fellow celebrities, so he went to L.A., which makes sense. But also, the word around town was that he desired the opportunity to date white women, which was possible for black men in Los Angeles, but mm. hard to imagine elsewhere. Mm. He just wanted that pussy. He, yeah, he was he, a man that just, it just seemed like, like, like when you listen to old-timers talk about Will Chamberlain, like, like I was listening to a Bill Simmons podcast one time, and they had Rick Barry talk about him. Rick Barry literally just shit on him. He, he said, look at Will Chamberlain's eyes. He's not a winner. He's actually kind of a bitch. <laughs> he, was like, he was like, Bill Russell is actually that guy, but Will Chamberlain's kind of a bitch. Like, he literally said that. So this, it's interesting to hear, like, that wow. he didn't have the inner dog in him. Like, he was great, right? I, I imagine him being... Um, Gosh, who's who's a good comparison? Like Andrew Wiggins, but it's, I mean, not Andrew Wiggins. Of like course, what you but. mean? They're saying he has a lack of dog on the field. Ex- yeah, but exactly. All the dog off the field. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that where we're at? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I think so. that I makes think sense. That's where his attention were. Like he loved basketball. He was great. He's probably you know he's with the still, but he has, his his heart wasn't somewhere else. It wasn't in basketball. His heart was, was in Punani. Yes. By the way, Bill Russell was also traded on draft night. Just a heads up. Yeah, I, that, I mean, and and that's why I stopped. I'm like, I can keep on going back and back and back, but there's such there was so little data back then. It was like, okay, you can make these mistakes. Yeah, like, I found myself shitting on the older part of the past, but these trades were like, like you weren't even trying. It's just like, oh, this guy said he wants to leave, so he's got to leave. Like Will Chamberlain, <laughs> this guy. That trade. happens now, though, right? People say I want to leave, and they're like, "Oh, we got well, Ben Simmons." <laughs> That's what happens. But, that, but that was before LeBron said, "Like I will poison the ocean." Before, like before LeBron did it, there was not a way to do it between now and then. To be honest, like mm-hmm. like there wasn't a pathway. It was like, "Okay, here's your contract. You're going to stay here and play with two guys from the YMCA because we because you signed a contract for this amount of money." And LeBron's like, "Okay, or I can make your life a living hell, and then I can force my way out." And it's like, "Oh, there's another way." Yeah, yeah. I don't know if LeBron pioneered that move. LeBron did. Who's which team did he make a living hell? I mean, he just made everything a circus. Every every team he's on is a circus. But I don't think it was like a he but made it. LeBron toxic. never forced a trade, but it's like before I get there, like like LeBron's very good. I believe, obviously, on the sidebar is that LeBron's very good with doing things and hiding his hand. We all know that doing what doing things and hiding his hand. Oh no! It's not even hiding his head. We're used to it. Yeah, it's just like LeBron's doing this. Again. Le- LeBron's doing this. We all, <laughs> exactly. We, we all call him the le- le GM. Like we all know yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. So. But LeBron, like I'm, we're pretty sure before like things even come up for trades, LeBron's like, I want to leave. I'm verbalizing this, and this keeps here. 
and it stays here so that way you don't have a narrative. But this is going to happen either way. So unless you want a decision again, this is going to happen my way, right. and it just happens. Well, yeah, way. yeah. Well, yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you get to that greatness, you just yeah. Yeah, you, you just kind of you just kind of lean on people. And then obviously LeBron, they just go your way. Yeah. KD has the same power. Too. Yes, precisely. Steph Curry has exactly. the same power. I mean, like Kawhi. Yeah. When you get yeah, that yeah. certified, that that, cert, that that rarefied air, it's like once you're great, you win a championship. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally what the, what yeah, the exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, you're right. So. um do you have any honorable mentions? I have a lot of honorable mentions. I'm oh, cheers. Shit. Here we go. I Let's mean, do it. You guys turned on this fucking podcast to talk about trades. We're talking about goddamn trades, goddammit. There's a lot of fucking trades. I'm going to try to keep a poker face because it seems like in the last few episodes, some of Matt's honorable mentions always end up on my list. So well, I'm just gonna, let me know. and then, then you know. I'm not. I'm just going to keep a poker face. Okay. 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 All right. We'll see. We'll see how strong you are. I feel like you have a horrible poker face. I really I, I, do. Yeah, I, I, that's why I do not play hold'em. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just know you as a person. You're just a very expressive human being. And I don't know if you can, you know. Okay. Anyways. Here we go. So I had tier one for people who are too old. Okay, I have multiple tiers. Okay, okay. bear with me. Tier one was people who are too old. Who cares? And that was Bill Russell. That was um, yeah Wilt. All right, tier two. Mm-hmm. Contender makers. This is where trades happen, and you made a contender, but you also just got the poo poo end of the stick. All right. Wow. Vince Carter to New Jersey Nets. That trade. So Raptors got Lonzo Mourning. Who never played a single game for them. We actually had like a kidney issue. Sad day. Aaron Williams. Eric Williams. Whoever the fuck Eric Williams. And the first round pick to turn out to be Joey Graham. Another first round pick to turn out to be Ronaldo Blackman for Vince Carter. I mean, it's kind of just, you know. Why the fuck are you trading for Alonzo Mourning and you're, and you're, and you're losing Vince Carter? Did he, did he force his way out of there? He forced his way out. Well, he pretty much quit on the team. He was like, I'm done playing for you guys. Fuck Toronto. Fuck this city. Okay. Do you guys speak yeah. French and shit? I want to. Yeah, I don't you know, want. Yeah, okay. He probably wants to shit on. He just wants to shit on them. It, and tell them Toronto's actually. But that's really weird because wasn't Trace McGrady there? No, Trace, no, 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 no. So Trace McGrady was with them earlier on. The Trace McGrady actually left. trade out to go to Orlando. Oh, no, he left, he left by that time. You're right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Vince Carter there. was there, and, you know, they had the whole battle with Allen Iverson, right, those Easter Conference teams. And then, um, they, you know, it just got old. It was just, it was just Vincenity. It was, it was yeah, just and also it's, it, hates, it, it probably sucks coming second behind the uh, Montreal Canadiens on TV. And there was like, oh, you're the basketball player. And it's like. But I'm Vince Carter in the U.S. Yeah, and he also got to play with Jason Kidd. Um, even though that he they, remember that was a Jason Kidd, Vince Carter, Richard Jefferson, they didn't really work yeah, out. Man. Like you made, that's the thing about this tier. It's just about contender makers. It's not they, no. They're none a of team. these really moved the needle. All these things in these tier made a team better, made a team memorable, but they didn't impact. Like, yeah, we have Jason Kidd. We need to maximize his talent. We haven't been to the finals in a couple of years. Let's add Vince Carter, but it still didn't pan out. We have Vince Carter, Jason Kidd, Richard Jefferson. Richard Jefferson was balling then. Um, he probably was better than Vince Carter. Richard Jefferson, time. like people like to shit on Richard Jefferson, like because he talks a lot of shit on 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 TV as a commentator. Richard Jefferson was a dog back then. Bro, he would take. Yeah, he was. He couldn't stop against the paint. He was kind of a, a paint beast or whatever. Like whatever he, he was. He was a monster. Yeah, it didn't work out though. Neither. Yeah, that's it. Like I said, most trades, including the ones about to mention, like we remember, we remember these teams, but it didn't mean shit. That's yeah. most trades just don't really account. If, if it doesn't account for like a championship, yeah, it doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Well, here it goes me shitting on my words because I have another one that's honorable mention that did equate to a championship. Kyle Lowry to the Raptors for a lopsided trade. So Houston gave Houston received Gary yes, Forbes. And a 2013 first round pick that was Steven Adams that they didn't even get the pick. They didn't even, you know. And then they got Kyle Lowry. So, you know, I got Kyle Lowry. Took a while for him to mold into a solid, like a fucking linebacker. He is definitely solid. Yeah, just a brick. But that's another thing is is, is like Philly guards. It used to be New York guards from college. Like, it used to be get yourself a point guard in high school from 
the inner city area of New York <laughs> in college, and you would be able to get to the NCAA tournament. And that was still pretty true, kind of two thousands, mm. and like all the way down to Kemba, in a sense. Mm. It's kind of still to this day, but now it's like get yourself a Philly guard, mm. like Jalen Brunson, uh, Josh Hart, Kyle Lowry. These are all pro basketball players that are really, really good, and they can plug them in. They just play. Does Randy Foy count as a Philly guard? Yes, he does. Because he's played Villanova. Is Villanova in Philly? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Randy Foy. All right, I'm doing a lot of Timberwolves bashing here. Oh, how Randy Foy catches straight? He actually, he should make this list. He didn't make my honorable mentions, but Randy Foy for Brandon Roy was actually a bad deal, even though Brandon Roy was playing with grandpa knees. Anyways, I'm not going to get sidetracked. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I can understand picking up Randy Foy, but yeah, Brandon Roy was different. Like Dude, with, with Brand, Brand, Brandon Roy's injury was... He had no holes in his game. Yeah, he no, he really didn't. He was terribly scared. He wasn't scared. Good at, really great on defense, but offensively, he was he, he could, could do everything. Attack the rim, dribble, shoot, pass. He was a shorter Tracy McGrady. Yes, he was. And yeah. I, and I and I'll stand on that. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, I, I'm gonna do a lot of shitting on Timberwolves. They're gonna make my list a lot. I'm a Timberwolves fan, unfortunately for me. Unfortunately for my probably future kids. Hopefully they not don't be like me. Learn from mistakes of your father's future kids when you listen to this. Don't be like me. Okay. Anywho. <laughs> All right. Next lopsided trade of my honorable mentions for contender makers was Baron Davis and Golden State Warriors, 2004-2005. Uh, Speedy Claxton and Dale Davis. You know Dale Davis? I know Dale Davis. Yeah, but we he's all know not, his name, but yeah, Dale Davis not. is the equivalent to Ed Davis. It's just like, oh, he's, just, he's just a Davis. <laughs> yeah, just, he's a Davis in the NBA. He's Davis facing, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, for Baron Davis. And they turned to the We Believe Warriors, and they had only one season where they fucked up. That was kind of a fun time, though. So Steven Jackson, Baron Davis, Al Harrington, they had a little edge to them. I love Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson's great. Andres Beardrent. Yeah, gosh, he was horrible, wasn't he? Wasn't his free throw percentage one time like I don't, 20%? I don't know. I just know that they they became like super Saiyans and they played us <laughs> we ran it back. We're yeah, that was the year where Dirk Nowitzki guys MVP, right? Yeah, it was just a running back. What were your thoughts going into that? What, what, what happened? I didn't want to play them. You know why? I knew so we didn't want to play them because Nelly coached that team. Mm. Now, Don Nelson. Huh? Donnie Nelson. Yeah. So obviously, Don Nelson is he is a mad scientist. He's much like me and Matt, where we look at things and we're like, you know what? This may be crazy, but if I do it and I pull it off, this will be this will be a way to beat somebody that nobody's ever done. He's the reason why Dirk. He's one that was. Did that you just was, compare ourselves us to Donnie Nelson? Yeah, genius? I mean, we're close. All, <laughs> okay. Only thing that changes me and Donnie Nelson <laughs> is, is is a few paychecks. <laughs> okay, nothing okay. much. I'll take it. All right. I mean, honestly, but. Being serious, he's the reason why Dirk was able to be Dirk and not have to be a lumbering big in the NBA in Dallas. He's like, let the kid shoot. Let him dribble up the court. Let him take transition threes. Let him play his game. I don't care that he's seven foot. He doesn't have to play this way. So with a coach that thinks outside the box like that, you're in big trouble when you play against <laughs> you play against his his reincarnation of a team that he that he that he's coaching against his former team and he has his new reincarnated team. And he just knew every knew a he lot knew, about Dirk. He knew Dirk's yeah. weaknesses. Yeah, yeah. He knew our team's weaknesses, and he also we didn't know his team's weaknesses because he plays so weird. Baron Davis is attacking the rim the whole freaking game. Baron Davis is is I'm not sure we rooted Baron Davis, but he's probably like Baron Davis was fucking. He's cold. under Dirk's nipple. So we're like, okay, we shouldn't be scared of him, but Baron Davis lived in the lane. Yeah. He was like a guaranteed 22. Like, if you play fantasy basketball back in the day, Barry Davis would be a good pick. He averaged like 22, 9, and, and, and 7 or something like yeah. that. He was a. He was. He was, he was a brick shit house. He, he was, was also a brick shit house. He was. He was solid. He had some. He had some sway to him too. That's why. I appreciate oh no, he, he he's from. Sway. He's from the. I think he's from. The, I think I watched the documentary. He's from the Compton area. Baron Davis played a, a brand of ball that's 
probably not played nowadays anymore. When I like, he's if he just played nowadays. He'd be cold. Damn. He'd be terribly cold. Yeah, I'm sorry. But yeah, that team. Um, you're right. Uh, Baron Davis was that dude. That was a long tangent. But Baron Davis was a dude. They should have known he was a dude. I watched him play at UCLA. That was so weird. Why would you do that? But yeah. Um. All right. Next time I will mention. We're gonna cut half of this shit out. Or we're just gonna keep the good shit. Here we go. The umpteenth Chris Paul trade, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> in 2020, this is pretty. This is the the Chris Paul Chris Paul going to Phoenix trade. Okay, so, but this is this is doesn't really count because the Oklahoma City pretty much did him a favor. Like like yeah. he was like, all right, like I'm gonna play hard. I'm not. I'm, I want to get my stats up because I want to put my name in the record book. I'm not saying games out. Fuck you. Um, mm-hmm. Just let me do what I got to do afterwards. Like yeah, we'll we'll trade you wherever we go. You handpick your team. We got you. But in return. Um, the Phoenix Suns are now a championship contender, and Oklahoma City received Ty Jerome, John Locke, Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio. Ah, they got a first round pick out of it. That's that's cool. That's Kelly nice. Oubre in the first round pick's not bad. Yeah, yeah, but they're they're already gone. All of them are already gone. They're all yeah. on different teams. Okay, see, but you received the whole point is, is OKC received them in that part of the trade that we're hearing about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, not, that's bad. not much, but you, you give it up. Chris Chris Paul single handedly made the Oklahoma City a great fucking team. And the funny thing is, once he left, they instantly went to, like with the worst team in the league. Yes, Chris. That's how good fucking Chris Paul is. He's the most underrated player probably in our generation. For sure. not underrated. That's that's the wrong term. No, it's, it's the right term actually. Un- maybe underappreciated, man. He's pretty fucking good, man. Chris Paul. There's been a lot of things about how he. May go out leading because he's a fierce competitor. I, love I mean, that leadership type shit. Yeah, but at the end of the day, the results speak for themselves. Chris Paul will get your locker. He'll, he'll get you right. Whatever to the playoffs, he will get you to play. He will drag you to the playoffs with a with a. He will drag shoulder. you to the playoffs exactly. <laughs> like like yeah. Um, another lopsided trade: Tyson Chandler going to the Dallas Mavericks. So Charlotte trade the Matt Carroll, Eric Dampier. Remember Eric Dampier? Remember how was the Eric Dampier years as a Mavericks friend? Anyways, uh, how was it? <sighs> So he left. He left your team this time. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, he just. We're learning a lot. We're learning a lot, and we're like you know when you're when you're when you're coming in the league. Obviously, you have a front office that wants you to be smart. Like you know, you have the Nelson family, and you have some. You have to give a good amount of them there, and then you have, um, you have Mark, and you're just trying to be on the breaking edge of things. We're not. Being on the breaking edge, you're going to fuck up a lot of shit. A lot of shit that you should just do what everybody else does. But you don't. You get Eric Dampier because you believe that he's a dude and he's not. I think Eric Dampier was them trying to do what everyone else does. Back in the day, there was like, we need someone to guard Jack. That literally, everyone. Eric Dampier's never been a dude to guard anybody. (laughs) So that's an absolute lie. He came here as a big man made of paper mache. Eric Dampier. Dampier. All right, go ahead. Would you rather have Eric Dampier or Michael Olawa Candy? Ooh, fuck. I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> I don't have an answer for that, which means Michael Olawa Candy was pretty bad. Wow. All right. Anywho. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Dallas Mavericks got Tyson Chandler. And, yeah, for just garbage. Eric Dampier, pretty much, in cash. And Edward Eduardo Nadio. Nahara? Yeah, he was like the Brazilian. Whatever country he was from, they loved him. Like they, Man, he always Edu- got all star games all the time. He, Eduardo Nara. Is I think I'm more than sure he's Mex he's he's of Mexican descent, <laughs> and he's playing in Dallas. Was he Mexican descent? I'm more than I'm 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 doing it right now. Yep, yep. Go ahead and he's he's, he's typing. Yeah, Mexican. Yeah, I'm right. Ah, Mexico, Vihara, Mexico. Now, now, mind you, him playing in Dallas, of course. Like he was that guy. Like like, and mind you, Mark Cuban. That's the thing. That's Mark Cuban being on the cutting edge of things. I'm playing in Dallas. 
Let's get a Mexican. Hey. Who's the best Mexican we can find? Eduardo. Hey. Listen, listen, listen. Sometimes you like, listen. Sometimes you just gotta eat the hot dog. You don't want them to see how the hot dogs made. But yes, it's smart. His yeah. jerseys used to sell out in Dallas all the time. Yeah, and uh, and they traded him away for Tyson Chandler, which is a good move by them because they won a championship. Because we needed to. Yeah, and he was a Tyson Chandler was the missing piece. And the fact that Tyson Chandler is even in Charlotte was a tragedy. It must be because of money. I'm sure it was because of money. Um, this is another contender maker. This was mm-hmm. a, I call this one the sneaky Chris Middleton trade. Very, this was a very sneaky trade. Very, right. very sneaky. It was Detroit um, received Brandon Jennings and Milwaukee got Brandon Knights, some Russian person, and Chris Middleton. So it was before Damn. Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton. So even even then, think about it. so they so they're like okay, we're gonna trade away Brandon Jennings after he had that fifty point game. We're gonna trade him away. Blah blah blah. He wasn't really that guy. They knew that. They got Brandon Knight, who everyone thought was pretty much like identical to Brandon Jennings, and then they got Chris Middleton, who was just a throw-in, but turns out to be fucking Chris Middleton. That's super clever because Brandon Jennings is he's in the Hall of Fame. Not the actual no, one. No, he's definitely will never be in the Hall of Fame. No, not an actual one, but he's in the 2K Hall of Fame. Okay. Like like Brandon Jennings is the kind of guy like you if you if you if you ever play 2K like I did back then, you know, you play 2K, you need to get back competitive. Back in a galaxy know. far, far away. Exactly. <laughs> and you want to play and, you know, sometimes you get like, oh, I'm the best 2K. You want to bet money whatnot. And so you want to play randoms. And you get Brandon Jennings. That person's out of some money. <laughs> Brandon Jennings lit, would light you up. And the reason why that was because 2K gauges off of what the person can do, not what they always will do. And Brandon Jennings has the, has the talent to score 50 points, but he just doesn't. Was in the mentality to work on his game and get better. Precisely. <laughs> this is another Timberwolves one. This is not going to be the last Timberwolves one we bring up. Fucking Timberwolves. Wow. Sam Cassell trade. So uh, about a year after. So Timberwolves had the Western Conference Finals appearance. We have the, another year. We were subpar. We just missed the playoffs. It was the same year the Lakers made the, missed the playoffs. So everyone was like, what the fuck? The top two best teams in the Western Conference didn't make the playoffs. Any that, Besides the point, we decided to trade Sam Cassell away. This this sounds like a Yanni trade, actually. This, this is a hundred percent of a Yanni trade, and I'll explain what I mean in just a moment. Okay? Oh my God! So the Timberwolves traded away Sam Cassell in the first round pick for Lionel Chalmers and fucking Marco Yarch. <laughs> so now we trade Sam Cassell. We gave away Marco Yarch. You remember Marco Yarch? The very I know Marco Yarch. What's the other dude? Lionel Charmers, man. Lionel Charmers. That, that's quite a name. Yeah. He sounds like he should be an R&B singer. Yeah, we thought he was going to be good, too. He was fucking horrible. Yo. Anywho, okay, so the reason why I brought this up because Yanni likes to make trades. I love it. I so do. This year in fantasy football, I saw, tired, this is a basketball podcast episode, but we're talking about fantasy football again because you know who the fuck we are. You know what we do. Anyways, Yanni traded. I, I had to shit on Yanni. I'm sorry. I, I like boring Yanni. All right, go well, ahead. Love it, love it. You gonna do the first one, the Austin Eckler. Tell him the Austin Eckler one. That's the one that we Oh, no, go ahead. Explain that one. I, I'll stand on that one. So, yeah. Yanni, Yanni traded Austin Eckler and a first round pick, very much like the like the like the Timberwolves. They traded the, the, their all star and a first round pick for you know not really much. You got AJ Brown, but AJ Brown and Michael Pittman in a dynasty league. I'll stand on that trade. Nah, he shouldn't stand on that trade. Austin Eckler <laughs> turned to be fucking awesome, and his first round pick turned out to be the second overall pick. Remember the words you said earlier this podcast? If you're ass, why would you trade away your picks? That's what you did, sir. I'm not ass ass. <laughs> you got it. What, what, what was your record? Ass, no. What was on. your record? Okay, side player. Okay. This year I'm ass. Okay, <laughs> I'm ass. Temporarily. You cannot tell me any team that has AJ Brown, Deontay Johnson, and 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 uh Hawkinson and Goddard 
and Montgomery and Dylan is an ass team. What what was what would you rank? What was your record this year relative to your peers? Like two and ten. Like <laughs> I was like two and ten. Two and two two and two and three. Uh, two and eleven. Rough. It's almost as bad as the Timberwolves. But it's fine. You know, we still love you, man. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Um yeah, so bad trades. Don't trade away an all-star and a first-round pick because it'll bite you in the ass. And the first-round pick just ended up being Austin Rivers. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad of an L. But I remember every year when that, that, that pick got closer because this trade happened in 2006, and that pick didn't happen until 2012. I remember as a child, I was just waiting every year. It's like, this is going to bite us in the ass. We traded Sam Cassell, and we got to get rid of this stupid fucking pick. Anyways, I'm done. Fuck the Timberwolves. Not fuck the Timberwolves. I love you, but I hate you. You, you, you get what I mean. You know who you are. Um... <sighs> Tier three, dude. I'm sorry. I'm going to cut a lot of this no, up. No, no, no. This is no. This is good. All right. Tier three draft do overs. Okay, I'm gonna kind of speed through this one so we get to our top five. Um, the Markel Fultz trade, aka the Boston fleecing league again trade. Boston they traded away Markel Fultz to Philadelphia 76ers for Jason Tatum, and Markel Fultz just turned. I don't know what the fuck happened to him. I still don't know. I, I watched him at Washington. Like, that's a dude. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, like, like he's he looked like play. John Morant. That's what I'm play. saying. Like, he look, like, I was like, this guy can play. Like, I'm confused. Yeah. Anyways, he's not gonna get it. He's not gonna get it back together. No, he's done. Um, Damn. The Kawhi Leonard trade, the first Kawhi Leonard trade, they traded. Well, the yeah, and I was gonna say that one was. Uh, being honest, I'll, I'll break it off. I, I had that one as a tie, but it probably shouldn't be a tie on my number five. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you talking about the Pacers deal? Yeah. 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 I, I don't want to. I don't because Kawhi wasn't like we didn't know. We didn't know he could shoot. We didn't, that's the thing. Or had, so had an offensive game. Precisely. Whatever. So we can't really bang on him like that. So I was like, okay. But they also got David Bertot. So just in hindsight, George Hill for Kawhi Leonard and David Bertot, who is the most highest paid role player in the league probably, or like subpar low role player. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell. So the Utah received Donovan Mitchell from the Nuggets. So theoretically, Nuggets could have had Donovan Mitchell right now. So they could have a core of Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell, and Jokic. That's a mistake. They probably want to try that again. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, the Rudy Gobert trade. I'm gonna just fly past these. Uh, yeah, skip, skip, skip. All right, tier four. Why the fuck did these trade happen? Okay, <laughs> we are here. <laughs> we are here. We are so this here. is pretty close to making my top five, but it's pretty much just like why, why, why would you do this, general manager? Why All the right. fuck would you do this? Um, 2006, 2007, the New Orleans Hornets received Pedro Siakovic for just cash. So they, they got so Indiana Pacers traded away Pedro for just cash. And a guy wait wait, cash and a guy named Andrew Betts, who doesn't even have a basketball reference account. Holy shit. Yeah, it's Pedro Stoyakovich. This was pretty much Yo. this Pedro Stoyakovich is still good at this time. This is like not too far from Sacramento, Pedro Stoyakovich. And he went to New Orleans, he's actually doing really good with them and uh Chris Paul, like he had a little a little doo wop. All right. Next up, the Atlanta Hawks received Kyle Culver for cash. In 2013, just just for straight up money. So this is before like the, the three point renaissance. This is before like people actually understood like, hey, maybe we should have three point shooters. Um, who's better shooter, Kyle Culver or Pedro Stoyakovich? Pedro. Pedro? You say that with 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 hesitancy? No. I was thinking I was like Kyle Culver's a better player, but you're talking about like just dead eye accuracy. Mm. Like Pedro Stoyakovich, like he certified that on that championship run. Yeah, yeah. He he stapled. Every shooter to the corner. I'm not saying. I'm not saying people. Don't, I'm not saying that defenders didn't foul Kyle Korver wherever he went. They did. They had to, or he was gonna make his shots. I'm just saying. Pedro Stojakovic did not miss his shots. Like, like when I say did not miss, I'm saying like it wasn't like oh he's gonna shoot forty percent. He's gonna shoot a. He's gonna shoot over fifty. He's gonna hit that motherfucker. He's gonna hit that shit. Hey, the thing. The thing. Okay, I might have been a child. I don't really. I, I probably don't understand basketball to the 
where I do now. But I don't really remember Pedro Stoyakovich coming off screens like that. But he was still getting buckets. He was still averaging those years where he was averaging 20, 19, 18. But he wasn't coming off of screens. I feel like he was just getting I, I, buckets. That's the thing is, is, is that Pedro Stoyakovich is terribly blessed to be in systems like the Sacramento Kings with Rick Adelman, playing mm-hmm. with Chris Paul. Right, right. Then coming to play with Rick Carlisle because they all knew how to use him. He because, was on the championship team. Was exactly, the championship team. yeah. 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 And with with those teams, it's like like when he was on our when it was in, when he was with the Mavericks on that championship run, he wasn't running through screens too much, but he would have a few back screens. But his spacing and and how to give him that spacing was was ingenious because you would put teams in bad situations where you would have Dirk and and mm. and Terry do a two man game or Kim and Kid do a two man game, and then you have standing right there exactly six for ten waiting to shoot that motherfucker with exactly. The and you over. have Tyson Chandler spring them where he have him going to the lane. Okay, a lot of different movements are happening. You're gonna either have to forget about Pedro, where he's gonna make an open shot, or you're gonna have to get Tyson at the rim, get Dirk come, get Dirk coming behind the back screen, and give him an open three, or get Terry in his sweet spot. What are you gonna pick? Okay, Page is now four. Page Stoyakovich for open three is a fourth option. Yeah, that's dangerous. Page Stoyakovich, I'm sad. I feel sad because he's gonna get lost in history a little bit. I feel like he's gonna get lost in history. People, mm, people are really he'll lost get lost in history a little bit, but he's a, he's a big homie outside of here. Yeah. He's a big homie in Europe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. that's for sure. Um. <laughs> all right. What else is in my? Why the fuck did this happen? I just feel it's weird when you trade coaches. Okay, so it's two coaches. Oh wow, coach Sta- trades. You yeah, went, you went in. That's fucking weird, bro. Like, was Stan Van Gundy traded from Miami to Orlando? So you I remember was, that? Yeah, yeah. It was like, why the fuck you traded coaches? Like, I don't know. That's weird. You got for two second round picks, which is meaningless in the NBA. Two second round picks are pretty much just. Here, just take them. Like they just want something. Bad. Someone's got to be behind that. Like, like, like. I didn't, you don't want to be there, and he rather be in. Like, like. You want to stay in Florida? Miami. Yeah, exactly. From Miami to Orlando, a short flight. He was like, yeah, this Miami really ain't working out. From the heat, really ain't working. Let me go up to a little bit to Orlando. Like what? <laughs> like that, yeah. he's a family man. I, I respect it. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe they, <laughs> that's all I hear out of that. Maybe Miami was just done with them. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck happened there. And the Doc Rivers got traded. I remember he went from the Boston Celtics to the Clippers, but he actually was traded for more. He got traded for a first round pick. So does that mean Doc Rivers is a better coach than Stan Van Gundy? Listen, can I get this off? Yeah, please. I'm so tired of Doc Rivers getting this kind of like gloss of like he is like the whisperer of all things. He's not. What Doc Rivers is is that Doc Rivers has. I mean, I mean, first of all, let me stop short. He is a good coach because he knows how to connect to stars and he knows how to get people to buy in, which is an important mm-hmm. trait to have. But did he reinvent the freaking wheel? No, he did not. Let's let's relax a little bit. He gets dicked out every playoff series by every playoff. Doc Rivers coaches defense. No, Thibodeau did. That's why defense <laughs> left when right. Thibodeau left. They right. went with him to Chicago. <laughs> like relax. So why would you get fleeced by Doc when that was like like Doc had already been figured out before that trade happened? Why are you trading a first rounder for him? Would you rather have Doc Rivers or Tom Thibodeau as your coach? Well, as out for your for your team. Depends on which team I have. Yeah, the Dallas Mavericks. Would you rather have Doc Rivers or definitely Tom Doc Rivers. Rivers? I'm not gonna let Tom Thibodeau <laughs> run Luca to the ground. I'm not gonna let Luke that. Out. Get on, get on. You gotta be diving for loose balls on a back to back against Orlando Mavericks. Shut up and Bro. sit Luca on the bench in the third quarter. You idiot. Bro, no. When Tom Thibodeau worked, uh, played or coached for the Timberwolves, that was the most miserable team I have ever seen in my fucking life. I forgot <laughs> Tim was here. No, everyone was fucking the miserable Timberwolves. all the time. Yo, yeah, it was crazy. The it was Timberwolves. Wild. I forgot. Yeah. And Timberwolves, yeah. He literally was like, that, give me all my play. Because like, he, he was a GM, too. So he literally just decided the fate. Another thing. Can I go on another sidebar? Please. Please stop. Listen. Stop. Stop Tom Thibodeau. Please not, not stop. Tom, <laughs> not, no, I'm Tom Thibodeau. Listen. This world's not fair. My mom told me that. And I understood it. And I made the best out of it. LeBron can do things. He's the lead GM. 
Not everybody's made to be the GM and lead the player. Not everybody can get the package where they're the coach and the GM. Maybe LeBron should be the GM either. Maybe he shouldn't he's, be. I think he's past the GM years too also. But the thing is, is that not everybody can have these things where they're the coach and the GM. When I, they sh- these things shouldn't always happen with everybody. Like, I think Popovich was doing it for a little bit, wasn't, a little bit and he's he, he, he's pretty good at it. Actually, with scouting, yeah. yeah. RC Buford, yeah, you're right. Him and RC worked together, and they trusted each other. But Tibbs is not part of that group. And you know what? A lot of people are not part of that group. Don't give <laughs> – stop giving coaches the GM spot. Yeah, I think that I think that's it dead throws out the checks, It throws out the checks and balances. Yeah. Somebody had to tell after the third Bulls player. Somebody should have came and, and put him in intervention. <laughs> yeah, it was it was Taj Gibson. He he found he got Derrick Rose. He found Derrick Rose somehow. <laughs> what else did he give? Uh, Joakim Noah was very. Oh, Lou Deng. Lou Deng got a contract. Uh, yeah, we were thinking about Joakim Noah. We really flirted with Joakim Noah for a while there. Flirting uh, with Joakim Noah. I yeah. love Joakim Noah. Come on. Joakim Noah was actually. I liked his game. I liked. His I, game. I did like his game. I like. I like the fact that. That I like that he knew himself. Yeah, and he and he really excelled at that. So let me, let me stop. He said, "I'm a hustle player, but I'll pass it. I'll pass it sometimes." So yes, that's really what it was. yes. Um. Okay. So yeah, Dunshin and Tim Wolves again. All right. Um, the James Harden trade. Which yeah, one? The first one. The first one. Like the one where after you go to the NBA Finals and like, how can we fuck this up? You have wow. a conference and you meeting with with your team and your organization, your president. Like, hey, we just went to the finals. We lost LeBron James. How can we fuck this up? Let's trade away James Harden. Yeah. And that's what happened. Because they, because really what happened, they chose Serge Ibaka over James Harden because they were going to the old school way of thinking. They didn't predict NBA was going where it's going. And maybe you just want to have three really great perimeter players and just outrun everyone on the court. Yeah. But uh, in hindsight, 2020. Mm. All right. I, I have more on this list. But let's fuck it. Let's just get to our top five. Let's get to the shits, man. Are you ready? I'm going to go first. Number five. All right, my number five, if you're ready for this, is 2010 Clippers and Cavs. 2010 Clippers and Cavs. This is, this sends Baron Davis and the unprotected, the one that doesn't have a condom on. No condom. No condom pick Mm. to Cleveland for Mo Williams, Mo Buckets, Mo Bitches, (laughs) (laughs) Mo Williams and Jamario Moon. Yeah, that was pretty fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty fucking bad. One thing, it was kind of like a second trade. Like, I think Barry Davis is better than Bo Williams, first half off the jump. And then you're like, uh, that was a Clippers trade. That was 100% and, and a Clippers you know, trade. I'm keeping it, but I remember it. At that point in time in Barry Davis' career, he wasn't better than Mo Williams. But Mo Williams was not like that guy to be right. a centerpiece of a trade. So it's like. What were they even doing to, 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 to make that happen? So. At that point in time, they they liked the core that they had of Blake Griffin. This is this is like this is athletic Blake, right? You know, this um, is early Blake. This is probably rookie this, year Blake. This, this, is, this is early Blake. Yeah, Eric Gordon, like Eric Gordon out of Indiana, can mm-hmm. shoot. You know, mm-hmm. still like kind of center and body. Eric Gordon and uh, DeAndre Jordan. So like they 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 see it. Like, we, we, all we need is a point guard. Bear Davis ain't working out for us. Let's get Mo Williams. But they're the Bear Davis and Mar Williams were the fucking same age, which is ironic. Um, let's add to that. But to contradict this, this I mean, we think of a hindsight because that's what we're looking at these trades. Like when it comes to lopsided, you got the, the whole thing. Did this kind of spawn the Lop City? This trade spawns Lop City because they like yes, oh. it does actually yes it does because they whiffed mm-hmm. and they. Sucked even when Williams got there, and then um, you know you don't end the year out awful. You're not the last team, 
But this is not the NFL. It's ping pong balls. And guess what? The ping pong balls bounce in the Cavs' favor. And the trade has no protection. No protection. No protection in this mm. trade. There's not a Trojan in sight. <laughs> so with that being said, that pick becomes Kyrie Irving. Kyrie motherfucking Kyrie Irving. Kyrie motherfucking Irving. Yeah, this trade definitely changed the, a decade. This changed a generation of basketball. This this trade yes, changed it history. Yes, actually. it did. It changed history. Yes, it did. A lot of different ways. <laughs> this trade made a lot of things be able to happen later on in life. Exactly. Yes, it did. Exactly. But it made it interesting, though, because it opened up for the, for Lop City. It also opened up for LeBron to, to come, come back home. Cleveland. So it changed everything. Yes, it did. If this trade didn't happen. The NBA would be completely fucking different. If this trade didn't happen, uh, if, this, if this trade didn't happen, Chris Paul would be on the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm just, I'm just joking. Maybe I know we want to get that up. No, no. it's not true. But yeah, I just but, felt it. Yeah, it, it feels good though. <laughs> if this trade didn't happen, LeBron has to huff and puff and figure things out with Pat Riley because mm. he's not going back anywhere. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, it was he had to deal with the old Chris Bosh, old Dwayne Wade, yeah, and having to, and having to. He would have went to a different. He would have went to a different team. He no, you wouldn't. Or some no, shit. Where would he have gone? He would have gone. He would have figured it out. He was going to figure out which team has the best odds that could be LeBron James and still win the title. That's what he. That's his thought process. That's that always his thought process. But I would believe that LeBron would have to face his, face his because because at that point in time, LeBron liked the Cavaliers because they had a, a a lot of cap space and he seen a dude that was starting his rookie contract in Kyrie Irving. What other team had that? The Warriors. Ew, the Warriors. Imagine that Man, shit. You know Imagine what? Imagine that shit. I, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot some Clippers and bail <laughs> <laughs> because you guys, open house. You guys, you guys have given us a, a, a very large gift as NBA fans because LeBron goes to the goes to the Warriors. Ooh. Basketball's just done. Imagine if that shit happened, right? If, if this Kyrie trade never happened, if this like Cleveland would never have Kyrie, right? So then he wouldn't have seen Cleveland's desire because they didn't have Kevin Love at that point. That's what I'm saying. He they made did, all that happen after. Yeah, but they had they had they have Kyrie in the number one draft pick, Andrew Wiggins, and LeBron knew that they could flip Andrew Wiggins. Yes. So he probably would have. What's the next best option, right? Like you're right, a Warriors team that, that that's, well, that's sporting pretty, Steph and Clay I know, is. I know, I know is Nasty. Steph on a really great contract and Clay Top like, and three point Ew. shooters. Oh, oh did we miss out? Then fuck this trade, did we, man. Did we miss out? Yeah, we, we did. I don't want that. We hundred percent missed that's, out. That's, LeBron could have went to the Warriors, bro. Dude, that, that would have been be, fucking yeah. icky. That would have been nasty. Ooh, imagine that. Basketball, basketball would have been broken for years. It would have been, been beautiful. It would have been, but at the same time. It's kind of a good thing because then we got the Warriors versus Cleveland. That's what I'm gonna say. And that was that's that defined a generation of basketball. Yes, like it did. Five years, <laughs> literally Those five four years of series basketball. defined basketball. Yeah, for that time. Yeah, and, and NBA in itself, it's just a giant soap opera. It's just a giant real yeah. life soap opera that's what we all love. It's because it's, it's it's just it's I love it, man. I love it. it's entertaining. It's it's fictional. I it's never, a soap opera that's based on. Real... I never ever thought I was going to shoot Clippers Bale today, but they're heroes. Are they? They are heroes. For for giving up Kyrie Irving, for giving up the, they could have Kyrie Irving and fucking Blake Griffin. That would have been nice. Uh, actually, I, I think Chris Paul is definitely better than with yes, with yes, Blake Griffin. Yes. But I get same time they didn't win shit either. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. Um, but yeah, that's in this case it's a lopsided trade. But I'm no longer gonna clown them mm. at number five. So there's that. It's my number five. All right, my number five. Most lopsided trade in NBA history, well, in NBA LeBron history, in my eyes, um, was the Ray Allen trade. So Ray Allen going to Boston again. So all the, all my trades are really league changing trades. This was a league changing trade because Ray Allen goes to Boston. Okay, let me break down who, what what happened here. So Seattle traded Ray Allen and Glenn Davis 
for Jeff Green, which be, it was before Jeff Green was Jeff Green. It was a top five pick at the time. I remember they traded it for a top five pick. Wally Zerbiak, Delonte West, and a second round pick. So they didn't get shit back. Jeff oh, Green's a bum. No, fuck no. Don't yeah, do that, they didn't get no. broke. And the, yeah, if they got Jeff Green. Then they, yeah, they had to do But they had an option to choose. That that's still not a bad trade because you're having a draft pick. Okay, I see what you're saying. So you have the ability to choose what well, they chose wrong. They chose and how, in they hindsight, chose right? So this is a lopsided trade. When you look back at history, this trade is pretty fuck a lot. Okay, is that lopsided? When you look at it, strictly stats and oh, 16 points a game for Jeff Green equals out 16 points a game for Allen. That's not how basketball works. Exactly. So that's I'm not, I'm not Jeff Green's not Allen. I'm not even gonna do that. I'm mm-hmm. saying is that if they traded for Jeff Green, I'm like like I would slap you. But it's like. <laughs> You traded for the draft pick to the opportunity, so, and they knew they had Kevin Durant, so they had, they had the number two pick. Yeah, so they knew they're getting Odin or Durant, and they get this top five. Pick. That's what I'm saying. So maybe if you didn't, I don't know. Maybe if that sounds dirty, because I watched Jeff Green play at Georgetown. He's a dude. It just didn't uh, translate. He doesn't have the mentality. This is, this is really like, it didn't common. translate. That's the, it's the so it sounds the bad banging on Jeff Green. When I was there, I know what their mindset was at the time. Right, right, right. So at the, at the time, it didn't feel like a lopsided trade. No. But you give it three months, and like, oh, <coughs> Kevin Garnett's also going to the Celtics, too. And that, and that has nothing to do with the trade that at, you did, though. It, it, it does, because it opened it up. So this is hindsight. We're, we're, we look at trades as a totality, right? This is how you define leagues. That's what we're talking about earlier, right? Like, you're talking about it. So, Matt, you're, you're, you're saying, so, for example, you're saying. The same reason why you just gave Clippers bail, right? Because you look at it at totality. You look at the whole spectrum of it. You're not just looking at individual trades. Look at how it impacted this team and how it impacted. That's, that's what I'm saying. But you're saying, but you're saying that they, you're saying that they lost because they. Uh, you're saying that they lost because they also didn't know the full hand of what Danny Ainge had up his sleeve. That's not fair. I mean, what does that matter? No, it's, I'm it's, saying they lost because they also got Wally Zerbiak in the trade. That's why they <laughs> fucking lost. They picked up Wally Zerbiak. They Ray Allen with the hopes of Wally Zerbiak will be fucking good. Matt hates any fault. Timberwolf, any former Timberwolf <laughs> not named Kevin Garnett. <laughs> that might be true. Actually, Troy Hudson was great. Eddie Griffin, he actually. Troy Hudson you remember Eddie good. Griffin? Um, he was actually like the first stretch four we had, but he crashed into a store while masturbating while driving drunk. Um, Good player though. I'll enjoy him. And Craig Smith. Wow, didn't know that. Yeah, thanks. Yep, Timberwolves okay. history right there. Anyways, all right. Sorry, but yeah, that was the, the trade. I mean, so pretty much Jeff Green didn't do shit for the for the Seattle. Okay, he didn't do shit for them, and he they actually didn't get good until they traded him away back to the Boston Celtics. Ironically, so it was just like okay, trade away Ray Allen, and you really got nothing back for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, if the if the actual asset itself returns back, then you didn't. And, get and they created the dynasty. They created the big thing. Help. They were the first movie piece of the big three. Okay, so maybe, maybe it's, it's more about what happened yes. afterwards. Maybe it might be unfair criticism, but hey, I'm a top five guy. We just do unfair criticism. That's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah. We just shit on yeah. Yeah. Number four. <sighs> I don't want to do this, but uh, yeah. Okay, fine. Fine. All right. Number four? Yeah, let's hear it. So we're at? Okay. It's Brooklyn Nets, 2012. Oh my gosh, this is your number four? This is my number four. I already four. know what you're going to do. Go ahead. Oh, I know what you're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Matt knows the deal already. I'm just going to go over the deal again with you guys. The Nets traded Mehmet Okor, Sean Williams, and, uh, and a 2012 first round pick that became. Derek Favorites. Oh, are you going no, no. in a different direction? No, 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 no. Um, Nets. Uh, uh, um, they no hold on. So the Nets traded Mamedo Kerr, Sean Williams, and a 2012 first round pick um, to Portland. Brooklyn sends Gerald Wallace, Keith Bogans, Marshawn Brooks, Chris Humphreys, and three first rounders to Celtics for Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Jason Terry, and DJ White. It's a lot. To, that's a lot to eat. So this Whoa. is this is the Celtics Nets trade. 
Yes. Okay, that's what that's what I thought you at first. Like, to be off there, we said member of the core. I didn't know member of the core was in that trade. Yeah. How, how is this your number your number four? This is like the iconically horrible bad. trade. Yeah. Yes. This so, is what people point so out now, all the time. so now I've had I've had a chance to let it breathe, but it was bad when it came out, <laughs> and it was bad for a lot of years. It's yeah. still pretty bad, but it was like we're talking about like rancid milk and like a porta potty bad when it first came out. It, like this just trade was like. Oh Lord, the NBA needs to intervene bad. Bro, bro, it was pretty bad at the time. So we all knew it was bad. Like, you're trading for 37 Kevin Garnett and a 36 year old Paul wait, Pierce. Wait, and you're he- trading them in the same conference. And we've watched we watched LeBron and Dwayne Wade <laughs> basically <laughs> push these guys off their walk off their walkers. Okay, to, to, to their to their okay, time out. Let's give it a full history recap. Let's let's give it. Okay, so they had at the time they had Darren Williams. I believe they also had Joe Johnson and they had Brooke Lopez. Well, I think what the Nets were thinking, we just need to these, plug these little pieces in, and we're going to be a championship contender. We've we got some old wildy vets. <laughs> Hashtag old, right? Like, really fucking old. By the way, so so I looked at, into this trade. So this is on my list, too, ironically. I, I, I'll save it for later. I'll save it for later. Yeah. Um, are you done trying to shoot them bail? Because there's no bail to be had here. Um, I, okay, I'll, I'll, the only shoot the bail I'll give it to them is that I understand their logic at the time. They're like, if we do this, we're a championship contender now, and we're doing it for these two years. These two years, fuck everything else. Yadi's getting old too. Yadi's getting old just talking about. Also, hearing about this, and Matt just tried to. Honestly, I think Matt is one of the greatest salesmen. On a quick sidebar, Matt can sell you any trade. And I knew that before this podcast, but I also know that now because Matt just tried to sell me whatever the Nets were smoking when they thought that they were going to add a 37-year-old Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Jason Terry, and this team was going to become was, a t- he, contender. Yeah, all three of them were just old as fuck. Like, just old as dirt. Just like, old and, and, and miserable. Like, not aging gracefully. Cranky, just cranky Kevin Garnett. Just cranky Kevin Garnett. Trying Where's to, my milk? <laughs> just, just trying to get in players' heads because he can't keep up anymore. His knees are done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I Respectfully, Kevin had played like top tier ball for years, and it's just like you know, Father Time wins, and he all he's trying to do is just use tactics in people's heads now because he can't keep up. Okay, but as we get older, so the, the, this trade this trade had a weird trajectory because like at first it was pretty fucking bad. Everyone who really kind of pays attention to the NBA was like, "This ain't gonna work." This <laughs> is God. really really bad. But they they invested it. They're like, "Yeah, they're gonna pay for this later," and they definitely paid for it because they got up Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Colin Sexton, which turned into Kyrie Irving. Like they gave up a lot to make it work, but. Have the Boston Celtics actually done anything with it? No. They turned the contenders, which is which is cool. And but that's the thing is, 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 is that the trade is is not about it, it, some of it is about what the other team gets, which is Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum becoming those people, and obviously um, the Nets shipping off Mamedo Kerr, Sean Williams, and in a 2012 draft first round draft pick, which became Damian Lillard to Portland. It's a lot of different things, but it's just. You guys, you you guys, you guys didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny because the Celtics, like, like literally a year or two after the trade, the Celtics are already a better team. Like they're trying to rebuild, and they're already better than the Nets. Maybe like a year and a half later, if that. You know what I'm saying? Which is crazy. So I was <sighs> the Celtics, man. There was a point in time with Celtics. Danny Age was killing the fucking league. I remember there was point yeah. times when he made that Philadelphia 76ers trade. I remember I, I, I was I was just shaking my head. I was talking to him. I was like, yo. This guy right here, he's, he's a Jedi master. He's just fucking like, up like, the whole. I, 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 I had, I had, I had a lot. Of, I have, if you guys don't know, I have a lot of defunct, neglected blogs. <laughs> That's what I just do. And on one of my sports blogs that I was managing, one that was one I was managing, is that I had this, uh, this, um, this post that compared trading to monopoly, and Danny Ainge is like 
a master at Monopoly. He, it, I, I, how I felt that at that time. But it also matters about you finishing. It's like, right. you know what? We're going to get a little bit explicit here. It's like Danny Ainge is like terribly good at wooing the date. He has good cologne. Mm. He says the right things at the date. He has, he goes to the right restaurants. He wears nice clothes. And, you know, you guys are pulling up to the house. And you guys are sitting on the couch for a nightcap. He's really good at foreplay, all these things. And it's just like to finish the job, Danny Ainge just doesn't have it. Turns it. Up flaccid. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like a flaccid. When it comes to oh, getting oh. down, you know, obviously <laughs> everybody's in the mood. Danny Ainge cannot finish the job. Mm. And that's a problem. And that's why he no longer has a job. It's also true. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so um, uh, the the moral of that short story is finish the job. Yeah. Yeah. Job has to get done. All yes. right. Get ready. Take a pill if you need to. You got to take. You know. T- cheat, take a pill. Cheat, yeah. Something like you just. Danny, gotta, you could have took a pill. Yeah. Give the give blue one. Money under the counter, bro. Just make it work, bro. Just, yeah. 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 So that's my number four. <sighs> okay, my turn. Yep. My number four for most <laughs> lopsided NBA trades. Is the Allen Iverson for Chauncey Billups trade? Mm. Yep, that trade uh, was pretty much. It was actually very. So this was. So let me give a breakdown before we dive into it. Chauncey Billups was tra- was traded along with Antonio McDice and some random fucking guy for Allen Iverson. So so pretty much it's that right there, right in the trade description itself. That means that. Allen Iverson's perceived value was higher than Chauncey Bills because Detroit had to give up more to get Allen Iverson back, right? That's a fact. But when you put it on the court, it was not the case. It was not the case at all. You're dealing with Allen Iverson, uh, a superstar who's a superstar. It, it feels so ugly even saying this, but the fact of the matter is this. First thing, the last thing to leave your body on the NBA court is your shooting ability. Mm-hmm. Allen Iverson didn't have plenty. Allen Iverson had ungodly speed and and ball handling sadly when the speed left there's just ball handling and no and and no and no shooting threat so no easy guard easy guard yeah just gotta stay in front of you and then uh, you're not gonna do shit yeah he shot like 28 percent from three i think when he went to uh detroit yeah um pretty fucking bad and the thing about it is that the the reason why this trade is so lopsided is because the product on the court was so much better this was the only like when denver got chauncey billups that was the only year that actually were contenders like they finished top three in the the western conference each of each of those years that's Um, crazy and it was crazy because Chauncey Billups, I think they're the same age. Chauncey Billups might be a little bit older, but they just aged in a completely different direction. Like Chauncey Billups was shooting like 39% from three. When he played with Denver, he was lighting this shit up. And he was the type of guy who was a point guard. He was the type of guy who was like, all right, Carmelo, I know you, you want to do spot. this, but Carmelo, you get the fuck. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, there, but, you know, it was like, like we're going to do this. Whatnot. And then Carmelo's like, okay, this is working. Right, right. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Compared to Allen Iverson, when Allen Iverson played with Carmelo, it's more like, who could score the most points? That's really, really what it felt like. That's what like, it, 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 it kind of unlocked, uh, unlocked Carmelo in a sense when not. In a sense, and it's just like this works, and then Carmelo's like, "Yeah, I want to go back to New York though, and just be the dude." Dude, yeah, but I mean, he got. I mean, Chauncey Billups, I think, was long gone before he went to New York. Maybe I don't know. I might be wrong. No, I think he was, they were traded with each other to New York. Actually, maybe I might be incorrect. Anywho, yeah. I mean, that was Carmelo Anthony's best opportunity to get a championship, and it was all because of pretty much Chauncey Billups. Like he was, he was a really good. He was an actual guard. floor general. Yeah, exactly. Played with him for for, for a while, actually. So, um, and it's ironic. It's ironic because though that Denver Nuggets team made it to the Western Conference Finals, and then like a year after that, fucking Allen Iverson was playing in Turkey, right? So it was just this, it was just a giant difference and outcomes 
for trading superstars. And at the same time, Allen Iverson was perceived to be more valuable than Chauncey Billups. Yeah. Fit over. This is this is actually reminiscent. This is very similar to the Russell Westbrook. Fucking Allen Iverson's career and Russell Westbrook's career are almost the same trajectory. It's just Russell Westbrook is traded a lot more fucking times. That's literally the difference. Uh, I mean, Allen Iverson was yeah, traded a lot. More MVPs. In. Yeah, more MVPs. Uh, no, they both had one MVP. Only one? Oh, yeah. They, they both had one. That's yeah. very close then. Yeah, very actually. similar career trajectory. I wonder how we're going to feel about Russell Westbrook. I think the only difference is Russ can stay longer because Russ is athletic enough to dunk on people. Well, I think Russ is actually he's bigger. He's actually practicing. I don't think Allen Iverson practice. Yeah, I don't think Allen Iverson practiced that much. He wasn't practicing, so that's why he pretty fe- fell and off. Also, Allen Iverson said that he wasn't lifting weights because that shit was too damn heavy. <laughs> That's a quote. As, as a guy who's like five foot eleven, trying to play <laughs> yeah. as you're trying to take on big men, and and your most of your scoring is coming from scoring the inside. Yeah. So we're seeing all this not to shit on Allen Iverson, just to let you know that some people are just gifted because he didn't lift. He's shit. saying he's six foot is generous, and he literally would average close to like 35, 30, over thirty points a game for like stretches at a, at a point in time. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was that him. guy. He was that guy. Everyone said like he he was he was undeniably that guy. It's like just someone who's just naturally talented. You can't fuck with. Like when you have people who are seven foot respecting you, and you're yeah. you're, you're the size of a guy who works at Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Like yes, that's literally. Insane. Yeah, yeah. If shorter, if that. If shorter. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, Yanni, would you like to play a game? Yeah, I would. All right, so this game, so we're, we're going to kind of mix it up because probably our answers are pretty similar. So just to kind of make things a little bit interesting, All we're right. going to play a game of who the fuck lost this trade? Who's the biggest loser? All right. Okay, so you, I'm gonna give you some trades. You tell me who the biggest loser of these trades are. All right. All right I'm gonna try to make it fast because we're already our fucking this podcast. And... That's good. Okay. Who's the biggest loser? The Shaq trade, the Shaq to Miami trade. Ooh. Okay. So Karan Butler, Brian Grant, Lamar Odom, first round pick for which is Jordan Farmar, second round pick was whoever the fuck it is for Shaq. So both Definitely teams won the titles. Definitely the Lakers. Yes. They both won. Lamar t- Odom is a point for if Lamar Odom, if, if Lamar Odom had certain. Safeguards off the court. Lamar Odom's an animal. So that alone, uh, yeah, he's a crackhead to me. Uh, that, that's me saying yeah. the safeguard. <laughs> <clears throat> but Lamar Odom for an aging Shaq, when obviously, because thing is that you shouldn't want to straight Shaq. That, that's the first point, right? Until Shaq is no longer an All NBA player, right? Which happened? Well, they tried to trade Shaq because they he was going to murder Kobe Bryant. That's what like, I'm saying. You can't have a murder him. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So since they cannot coexist. The best thing you can do is get the most get good get really good assets for him. I don't think it's bad that that you picked up Lamar Odom. Who was this? It Lamar Odom Karan Butler. Karan, no, th- come on, no, definitely like Karan Butler and Lamar Odom. Yeah, they won the trade. Yeah, Karan Butler wasn't part of any championship team. I think Lamar Odom was the only. And Jordan Farmer. The really kind Karan of Butler. Favorite. Karan Butler is a uh, what's what's forgotten about, and that's why I have respect for Karan, Karan Butler is that Karan Butler was such a good player that. Sean Marion wouldn't even have started for us if Karan Butler didn't get hurt. Did you know that? Mm. Yeah, I know Karan Butler. That's what I'm saying. So, mind you, this is younger Karan Butler on that Lakers team with Lamar Odom. This is Lamar Odom out of prob. Like, this is Lamar, this is Lamar Odom. But I feel like you can't say Shaq is. I mean, I guess he's. They got a championship out of there. I guess if you have to choose one, I mean. Dog, they they planted Shaq down, and Shaq was a. Shaq was in. Fact, it was in the later part of his career. This is the beginning of Fat Shaq. This was the beginning beginning of of Fat Shaq. (laughs) And. No one's gonna tell Shaq shit. And guess what? Pat Riley had a system that already said, Shaq, all you gotta do is just stand there down there and be me. Dude, mean. Shaq almost won MVP that year against Steve Nash. She almost won MVP. So he lost, you're saying they lost a the trade. I think I think the fans lost that trade. I think that's what I think that's the biggest loser. The we, fans? The fans. We, we, <laughs> actually, did we lose that trade? Because we got we, yeah, we Shaq did, and Kobe stopped. Cause, cause I, cause I, cause I, cause I, cause we could do without, you know, the Miami Heat beating us in the finals. Mm. 
So mm-hmm. yeah, Yanni's still having tears. It's fine. They cheated, but it's okay. Dude, Dirk, yeah, th- th- that's interesting thing about the Mavericks, bro. Is Mavericks was every bit as talented as the San Antonio Spurs throughout that whole like fifteen year period. Yeah. Is that they just have significantly less success from it. Like they just just missed the mark all the fucking time. We didn't have any defense. Yeah. And then the time you just we, had like a swinging like your your swing man, your Josh your Josh Howard, your Michael Finley, Josh Howard was good Butlers, we're just we couldn't duplicate him. It was like Josh Howard played defense on everybody. <laughs> and Dirk, you don't guard anybody because you score for us. And Jason Terry, you don't guard anybody because you score for us. And you you over there, uh, dude, <laughs> you there, you, you that there, shooter there. You also don't do anything either, but we pay you. It's like Josh Howard's like I gotta guard everybody and still come up fifteen points. I guess yeah. So but this Jay Stackhouse was also in the mix. You guys had a lot of lot of stuff going on. There. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of wings going on. Yeah. Okay. Next up on who is the biggest loser? The Demarcus Cousins trade. Okay. Mm-hmm. So New Orleans Pelicans got Demarcus Cousins or Omar Caspi. Sacramento Kings got Tyreek Evans, Buddy Hield, Zach Collins, which they later traded to Frank Mason. Who won that trade? That's tough. That's tough. Cause I'm a boogie apologist. Are you? I feel like if I feel like Boogie got a raw deal because big man aged like milk. So him being bounced around did not help his career. Not at all, bro. But, he but he missed he, out on that check. He missed out on that. He could have got paid if he would just shut his fucking not shut his fucking mouth. I'm not gonna tell someone shut the fucking mouth. He's a grown man. But if you just brought it, be quiet. Be cordial. Just, Sacramento, just, just chill. Don't mess with your money. You could have got. You got. They were about to pay him, but he just kept on That's talking these, shit. These are <laughs> NBA contracts. Yeah, they're guaranteed. Outside of you doing something terrible, like like you had to do something deliberately stupid. I'm not talking, I'm not talking about like, like prison for it I'm, to be voided. Exactly. I'm, like, yeah. I'm not talking about like going to Magic City and like. Deciding to make everything, deciding to take your game check and make it all once and throwing a stack at a lady or whatnot. No, that's par for course. I'm talking about like you have to do something deliberately, actually, deeply stupid to, to lose your check. <laughs> yeah. You could be injured all your career. Cough, cough. What she has John been. Wall. John Wall. <laughs> cough, cough. Gilbert Arenas at the end when he was playing the Magic. To ha- you still get money. Yeah. All you have to do is but he's just talking no, no, his shit. Mac, Mac can say this. All you do is shut your mouth. <laughs> shut your damn mouth, bro. There are men playing different sports. Football, where if you get injured, it's tight. Yeah, it's done for he you. You had two hundred, close to two hundred million, one hundred eighty million dollar contract or something crazy. All like you got to, you could talk, you could have talked shit after you, after your pen, after your pen and the ink seeped into the paper. You could have went on any social media and ripped them a new one, and they would have to trade you, but they still have to pay you. <laughs> Just pause. Just pause. Yeah. Please, just pause. So for thing. those who don't know who we're talking thing, about, please. He he went. He got traded to the Pelicans. And he just kept on getting hurt. So right. So he was on a contract year. It was gonna be Anthony Davis and Marcus Cousins. Everyone was like, "Ooh, shit." And, and and actually, can I quick, really quick sidebar? I was one of the people drunk enough that when they played the Warriors mm-hmm. in that playoff series, I'm like, "They have a chance." Ooh, they got a chance. I was watching those. I watched all those games, and I actually didn't even watch those games. That's, that's well, just the, how I, I believe. I don't think Demarcus Cousins was playing in those those series. Was he? Was he hurt? I, no, I think, I, think he played, I think he played one or two of those games. Okay, okay. But point is, people could see the vision, right? But, but then Demarcus was like, huh? There was zag where everyone everyone was going small. It's like you have two. Yeah, they big definitely zag. Who yes. could do anything? Like Demarcus Cousins at that time could do anything. Anthony Davis could do anything. And that's what I'm saying. You couldn't do nothing with him. Yeah, exactly. I remember watching Demarcus Cousins go to make his cat and he just destroyed. Like he could pass, he could shoot. He's Demarcus Cousins. Fuck. Demarcus Cousins and his prime was. Punking a lot yeah, of niggas. He was he was Joel Embiid's level. Pers- yes, not better than. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like like you're talking about because mind you, like we all know, like we said, big men age like milk. Like prime, Demarcus Cousins out of out of Sacramento. That was a mean dude. Yeah, yeah. Like Temple he played he played old school boys. Like I'm gonna punk you. You're not gonna say anything about it. And if you say something about it, I'm gonna punch you in the chest. <laughs> it was very like like it was very consistent. 
It was very, it was very consistent, <laughs> and it was very, very dominating, and it was refreshing actually, because cats, because not only cats, sometimes Andy Davis would like he would like show like I'm brilliant, and then it's like okay, he would receive. He's, he's a bit of a he's a second tier. Like he's not like I'm gonna. He's not a, like but like, he has enough. He has a Andy talent Edwards. of somebody who's generational. But he's like. Uh, I don't know. I would, yeah, exactly. He wants to play LeBron. He wants to play. He's not assertive. Yeah, right? he's, not, he's, he's not assertive. Where the Rockets Cousins, all he knows is, is assertive is dominance. <laughs> yeah. All he knows is I'm going to punk you for 30 points a game and 12 rebounds. You're not going to do anything about it. So with that in tow. Did they win you, the trade? Did they win the trade? I, I'm going along sidebar to say that. I'm, um, it sounds bad because you're saying that Buddy Hill go yeah. to Sacramento, and this is Buddy Hill who can shoot, and he still can shoot to this day. This is Tyreek Evans, and I like Tyreek Evans because he's Liberian, and <laughs> he's rookie of the year. Dude, Tyreek Evans had such the weirdest career. I remember when he first came out his rookie year, he had 25 and 5. Like, he was putting up stats that is like, he's like Luca type he shit. He was had on Luca's level. a handle on the ball that was super weird, but you could not get it from him. Yeah, that was his best year. It was his rookie year, which is fucking insane. He must have developed some type of drug addiction. I'm not, I'm not just putting out, this is, this is definitely, <laughs> oh seriously, no. No, no, I know, honestly, no, what happens is that he cannot shoot. Everybody but, knows but still, shoot. bro, when you rookie year, you average like Dwayne Wade couldn't shoot. He figured it out. There's a lot of players Listen, the NBA Dwayne couldn't Wade's shoot. A different... When you average a 25 and five, and you're as a rookie, and you and you, that was your best year. What the fuck happened, bro? You're right. What the fuck happened, man? I, I think I also think that, that that offensively, he didn't have enough props to get his teammates involved. Like people were just reacting to him. It's kind of like the situation where I'm, I know I'm jumping sports now. It's kind of like RG three. It's like okay, this is RG three. Oh my god, I don't have to stop him. Then you get tape. It's like oh, he does this. Here is tennis. Here whatnot, and then. Then, like, then the mental games of like the confidence go. I don't believe. I, I think basketball's a little bit different, especially in the regular season. Motherfucker, they scout, but they don't really be working out. Like, it's not like NFL where every game you're locked and loaded, right? Probably, uh, he's had plenty of opportunities to work on his game or chase some shit up. Like That's any true. other NBA player, chase some shit up, and he just his his best year was a rookie year. You're right. Um, and, like, if you, but man. who won the trade? Oh, God, I'm gonna say because I I, I sink the vision. Pelicans won that trade. They had to take a shot. They took a shot at it. Yeah. And, and, and I'm hosting them for who takes, takes a shot instead of being scared. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you're right. All right. I got another one here. This is a three-team trader. So there's an obvious winner of this trade. Okay. Yeah, By the way, there's been a lot of three, the three-team, four-team trades. That's been around. Like, for every year I was looking up, it's kind of a common occurrence, actually. It's really bizarre. It's usually for players who no one gives a fuck about, but it's pretty pretty common I, in I don't NBA get history. I explicit on this podcast. Please do. Uh, but Matt loves to be explicit. Three team trades are like, you know what it's like? What I imagine, obviously, having an intimate situation with three people in the room <laughs> and two people are involved and the other person's just to the side, you know, watching and just, just yeah, pleasuring just squeezing themselves. Squeezing butts when they can. Like, I can just, like, butt squeeze in. Yeah. Uh, butt you know, yeah. They, they're just, they're just, they're just. Either pleasuring themselves or what you call it. Or they're offering encouragement, like, oh, you're really doing that right. Because with a three team trait, you can very rarely, there's no, it's almost, almost impossible for you to have it split in three equal ways. Let's hear, want to hear this one? No, I don't. All right. So this happened in 2004. This was an NBA changing trade, actually. Pistons got Rashid Wallace. Mm-hmm. Atlanta got a bunch of Joe Schmoes and a first round pick, which turned into be Josh Smith. Okay. Celtics got a bunch of Joe Schmoes and a first round pick that turned into Tony Allen. Who loses this trade? So Rasheed, so Rasheed Wallace goes to Pistons. They win the title. Atlanta gets Josh Smith, who is part of that Josh, the Atlanta Hawks era. They had a little era. And Tony Allen goes to the Celtics and then helps him win the championship with his defensive presence. Oh, who loses this trade? Oh fuck! Rasheed Wallace, that's the obvious winner. Pistons win, but who loses? No, no you don't think you don't think it's obvious that they won that fucking trade game? You get Rasheed Wallace, you win a, that title. That no, I mean, I I think I just I think I just put my foot in my mouth. I think I, by default, 
it's making me feel like I have to say the Atlanta Hawks. But Josh Smith's such a damn talent. Like, he's the most talented out of the group. Right. And arguably, keeping it a buck, like, if you were to tell me at that point in time, out of these three players, who's going to Hall of Fame when it would have been Josh Smith? Disrespect guess by potential side. Yeah, Josh Smith had an interesting career, too. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you were to tell me, like, okay, at that point in time, this trade's happening, which guy out of this group is going to the Hall of Fame? It been Josh Smith. He was built like LeBron James, but that's quite fast. He LeBron also James liked was, to shoot. And, and, yeah, 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 he liked to shoot, but he couldn't fucking shoot. Yeah. Let's be he couldn't shoot for shit. He just needed he some guidance. Horrible. Guidance. He needed a fucking guidance his, fucking, his shooting hand because that shit was horrible, man. It was fucking horrible. <laughs> he was not a good shooter. He did everything well except for shooting. Like, he had, that's there's, true. There's, he was like Andre Carolinko. He, like, he, he had a little bit of handles. He, he wasn't bad with the right. ball in his game driving. Yeah. He thought this, his problem. Is he thought he was a guard. If he would have thought That's he was a true. big man, You're... if he came with the big man mentality, he would have been really good for a long time. That's what I'm like, saying. I'm a guard. That's I'm, you know what I'm saying? It just kind of fucked That's, him up. That's what I'm saying. I think also in a, in, a, in, a, in a subgroup of this debate is like, we're saying, is it better to have a lot of talent to not know yourself or have small, have a, uh, have minimal talents but know yourself? This is the same thing with the Chauncey Billups and the Allen Iverson. That's it's the same, same realm. Because like Tony Allen, Tony Allen's like not, he didn't have a whole bunch of talents, but Tony Allen knew that I'm I can lock up. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking lock up. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm not gonna do anything else. I would probably take three shots of this game, but, but I know I'm gonna fucking lock up. I'm gonna All lock NBA up. defense, whatever you said. Yeah, yeah. And he was. Yeah. So, so who is it? Who loses the trade, man? Begrudgingly, it's the Atlanta Hawks. I don't. I hate even saying they this. lost Rasheed Wallace, but they. For, to be fair, they they weren't expected to do anything with them anyways. I mean, uh, they weren't a t- contending team. So like, why should we have Rasheed Wallace who just cut everyone out? Um, they got Josh Smith out of it. So, but yeah. I guess twenty. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. This that, that was a tough one. That's why I wanted to bring it up. That yeah, was, it was really good. Um, who loses this trade? Paul George to Oklahoma City Thunder. So, the, so Indiana got Victor Oladipo and Demontis Sabonis. Oklahoma City Thunder got Paul George. Who loses? At the at the, at the time of this trade, um, Paul George obviously wanted to leave. So obviously, Pacers won by getting anything back because he poisoned he poisoned he poisoned the, he poisoned the ocean. Now, obviously, you're thinking some of the other trades made brought people poisoned the, the poison ocean, and we didn't know about it. But I know that Paul George poisoned the river because this is, this is after LeBron, so they know about the right. fact that poisoning the the trade waters and saying this I want to leave. This was like the first big thing after LeBron, like after the decision, right? This yeah. Was like the, this was like the, this felt like the beginning of or the early part. I, I can't of the force my way power. out of anywhere. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So contracts are just a thing that people have to figure out, but I don't have to. Right. Um, and so in those situations where somebody's where somebody's Giving you a foregone conclusion, and you get uh, Oladipo to Demonte Sabonis back, you win. Oladipo turned the most approved player, and Demonte Sabonis is still yeah, playing I, with I him, don't still busting ass. Yeah. You win. Yeah, they have Paul George. I mean, the Oklahoma City got a memory. They have like, oh, we had the middle Paul George years. Like they had a, you know, yeah. I guess it wasn't really memorable compared to the KD, right? It just kind of the yeah. little brother compared to it, but pretty still, much. I agree. They they won that trade. Yeah, Victor Oladipo was a boss, and then he got completely hurt. Yes. All right, do you want to get back to the list? We're, we're still, wow, our podcast episodes just keep getting longer and longer. You, you guys chose us to keep listening to us, so that's that's I don't know who's probably. I don't know. I, I actually love this episode. Um, Matt came up with this topic, and um, I was kind of surprised in it, but it's good to talk ball. Yeah, because we're in because right now, me and Matt, we're Vikings and Cowboys fans, and our team fantasy teams did not win, so we're done with football. We're losers, Yanni. We hate football anyways until we do late is, August. Yeah. <laughs> so, we, so we're just gonna jump right into basketball. And this is about good timing for the NBA trade deadline too. Yes. So, yeah. So this is number three. No, I think this is number three. Oh, number three. My bad. Yeah, number three. Number three. So, all right, let's go right to it. <clears throat> 2012, Oklahoma City and Houston. Matt had this on his honorable mentions. Mm. 
Going over the deal again, really quick. This is James Harden, Cole Aldrich, Daquan Cook, and Lazar Hayward for Kevin Martin, Jeremy Lamb, and two first-rounders, which became Mitch McGarry and Steven Adams, and a second-rounder. So pretty much it turned into Steven Adams. They, they tried to roll the dice at Kevin Martin. Kevin Martin could fill the void of James Harden. He's a, he's a good scorer, and he just did it. He just really couldn't do it because he wasn't a playmaker like James Harden. Precisely. And he wasn't a future MVP. <laughs> now, going into this trade, finding out the guts behind it, Matt touched on it earlier that, that, that Sam Presley had a moment where he had to choose between his dragon eggs. I call them dragon eggs because <laughs> draft picks are dragon eggs because you don't have to pay for them. All you have to do is get them in most cases and then just raise them <laughs> on rookie deals and win. And Sam Presley knows and understands this beautiful concept just like Danny Ainge does. The thing is, is you have to also raise them together so you can get a dynasty out of them. It's the whole point of having the dragon eggs. This genius somehow looked at Serge Ibaka and James Harden, who was scoring 20 points between the small chances that KD and Russell Westbrook were arguing. <laughs> this guy was scoring 20 points easily with small chances, playmaking for everybody else, and he couldn't understand who he should pay. <coughs> Hindsight's twenty twenty. They, they, no, it's yeah, not. This is this is this is this is a little bit different. All right, so they, they made this trade during the San Antonio Spurs era with Tim Duncan with with Dirk Nowitzki. Right, they did it. They did it with thinking the NBA still need a big man. That's what they think. Like we have two ball handling players, we have two scorers. What Matt? They, in, this is this is fresh off them getting their ass handed to them by LeBron. Yeah, which is exactly which. There's no big man involved. Their right, biggest right. man was 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 what's his name? Uh, like Joel Anthony. They still like Chris Bosh. Their biggest they man that team was Joel Anthony. Yeah, but they still they still need a big man presence. They, they were playing like four ball. Uh, Sam Shane Betty was playing the four on that team. When the trade happened, man. When the trade, no one knew. No one knew. James you are Harden. shooting Sam Presti Bell, and I'm not gonna. Allow I am. It. I am. Because I remember the time. Because I remember. I remember the, the line of thinking. Like we'll get we restock all of our draft picks. We will get Terrence Jones, Royce White, who's afraid of going to airplanes. We'll get <laughs> Jeremy Lamb. Right. <laughs> They're just stocking up random draft picks. And like, yeah, they, they were. Thought Kevin Martin could replace James Harden. I, I think they underestimated how good James Harden was. But the thing, the thing was, James Harden was going to the Olympics at the time. James Harden was still that motherfucking dude at the time. They just. Can, can I, can I also provide some more Yeah please um, Insight to this So James Harden wanted a max deal He wanted to stay With the pizza rolls crew Remember that meme That they showed the pizza rolls yeah, Where they yeah. all celebrated ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah He wanted to stay with them He wanted to stay in that role <laughs> Yeah Can you imagine James Harden Just staying in that 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 That, that Third option role they nowadays, been... which I think was obviously we won at the NBA Man. fans. Okay, so then okay, rethink NBA history. Them versus the Warriors, they win, right? Though if you keep James Harden, they they're the they're running the league for a while. They're running. I don't care. I don't. The Warriors don't get to become big and that's homie. LeBron, that's why LeBron would have to go to the Warriors. We, we missed an alternate universe where James Harden stayed with the OKC. LeBron's like, damn, I can't go to Cleveland no more because they don't have, they don't really have anything. So they'll have to go to No, if good... Clippers still do that deal, they can still do that deal and not, not, uh, not obstruct it. If Clippers still do that deal, he may still go back home because Kyrie's there. But, yeah, if they still do, you're right. Yeah. 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 But it would still be a crazy landscape. But here's, here's the part that, 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 that I didn't know about until I'm not reading about it. He wanted a max deal. You know what the max deal was? Huh. $60 million over four years. That was it? For a max deal? Hold on. Hold on. What, what, time, what time frame was this in the NBA? I'm Jesus. telling you. Hold on. OKC played a hardball and only offered him 55.5. Wow. For $500,000. 5 million. 
Five million. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, I'm tripping. Oh, yeah. Thank you. For five, for four, four and a half. Four, yeah, four and a half. Yeah. Four and a half million dollars. Which is, but for an NBA team, that is, that is, you're, you're getting someone's backup center for that price. For that price. For four and a half million dollars, you lost out on James Harden and an NBA MVP and, and arguably the hardest guard, top four hardest guard in the NBA, the not including big men. Dude, I remember. I remember when they made what? that trade. The next, the very first game, James Harden played with Houston Rockets. He got like forty-seven points with like eleven assists, and it was just. I would be beside myself out. watching James Harden light up in Houston. Pretty lopsided. You're right. The only reason why this trade is number three, you're probably thinking, "Oh, how is this number three? How is this number three? Sam Presti, what think Sam Presti's gonna make sure? That motherfucker gonna make sure he can get his, his draft Jack picks. picks. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if Sam Presti's house is burning. His wife and his kids better figure out a way to get out that goddamn house because he's gonna pull. He's gonna go in there and get his draft picks. Sorry, wife. Sorry, honey. Gotta secure these motherfuckers for the future. He's got. He's gonna save his draft picks. That's only thing saving him from being number one on this list. This trade stinks. <laughs> like, go, like this trade just stinks. Sam, look, I'm, I'm, I don't know what snake oil you're still selling, but I, I'm I'm off of it, bro. Okay, but at the time it was understandable. No, now, it's it, not, I, Matt. Matt wants to keep yeah. on shooting these wizards. Bail and they don't have any more magic. No. That might be true. That might be true. All right. I'm done. Go right. ahead with number three. Jeez, We're Sam. still on number three. We got power through this. All right. So my number three, hopefully, I, I pray this be the last time I bring up the Timberwolves unless I have another tragic Are you doing memory. this now? I'm doing this now. Oh, you, you think this is an earlier trade? Wait, yeah. wait, are you doing this now? This is weird now on your list? This is now on my list. This, this is your last Timberwolves trade? This is my last. There's no way this is number three. It Go is ahead. number three. It's a Jimmy Butler trade. <clears throat> What? Oh my God! Jimmy Butler trades number three. Jimmy Butler trades. It should be higher. It should it be higher? Everybody had to be higher. But it probably okay. It's pretty fucking bad. It's a rental. <laughs> Matt, I, I, like, listen, uh, listen. Everybody knows that I have my phone with the rolls. But I thought Matt was gonna take them to the shed, and he has been. But I, he, I thought Matt was really gonna like. Really gonna have it out. There, there's no way there's number three. This is a rental trade. This was be worse than a rental. Well, it was rental for all, all the way around. Like it was just, it was literally, it was like we gave up our future <laughs> for a rental. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Time out. All right. Let, let the most fans speak. Okay. So for those of you don't know what I'm talking about, this is a recent. This is probably the most recent trade that probably make both of our lists. Yeah. 2018, 2019. Timberwolves traded away Jimmy Butler, the guy who brought us to it. He dragged us to the playoffs. The first time in 20 years. Yes. Okay, by the side note, every Timberwolves game, any game that we were on national television for whatever reason, they always bring up the stat. Like, longest franchises did not make a playoff appearance, and Timberwolves are always on there. And before, like, I saw I saw it slightly grow from the third team, and this is all NBA. This is, like, for NHL, for NFL, MLB, <laughs> soccer, <laughs> WNBA, fucking women's volleyball. This is, like, they took it from all things. Like, which ones are the least successful? The Timberwolves are always up there but thankfully we traded away we had to trade away Zach Levine who is now currently becoming an all-star almost superstar honestly I want to say superstar um, a couple other pieces for Jimmy Butler he brought us to the playoffs I'm going to pause really quick just to put this in there guys me and Matt are going to do this together because this is my number two and um, yeah I'll explain why it's my number why two why is he put you number one then Jesus I'm curious so go ahead but yeah go on I don't want to interrupt you go with what you're saying I'll, I'll add to that well um, we had Zach Levine Carlton Towns, um, Andrew Wiggins. And there was at that time, it was really argue. You can make the argument that Zach Levine was better than Andrew Wiggins. Zach Levine just tore his ACL. So, like, all right, we'll give it Zach Levine. Even because Zach Levine was fucking good. He was fast and he could shoot and he had a little dog in him that Andrew Wiggins didn't have. He had a lot of dog in him. But we thought, okay, we'll get, if we have two bigger wings, we had Jimmy Butler and Andrew Wiggins were a little bit bigger. 
not knowing that Andrew Wiggins is fucking Andrew Wiggins. Um, not knowing that Andrew Wiggins is actually they knew they knew who he was. They fucking knew who he was. Why are we lying? He's fucking Andrew Wiggins, man. God damn it. Oh, it makes me angry. Like the guy just doesn't give a fuck about basketball. Like, bro, you made a game winning shot. Do you care? No. <laughs> like, bro. Like, <laughs> I just want to know what he'd rather be doing. <laughs> That's all I want to know. So Play with his so dog, watching it. paint dry, bro. Like he just, it could be anything. I think he's. I think he like likes to watch professional crocheting. <laughs> Not to come anybody who does that, but that's what he'd probably rather be doing. <laughs> than playing basketball and, yes. and winning and, and practicing and working on his game. Anyways, we got that for Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was the second best player we've ever had. I've watched the Bulls all my life, damn near all my life. Second best Timberwolves player we've ever had. He was better than Kevin Love without a doubt. He impacted the game way better than Kevin Love. He impacted yeah. the game more than yeah, Anthony yeah. Towns ever did. He's only behind Kevin Garnett, and it was only small because. Kevin had longevity and he was MVP, but Jimmy Butler was playing MVP level when he was with us. Yes, he was. <sighs> Adding on to that and giving Matt a chance to breathe and going back into this hurt locker. Um, <laughs> this trade's bad because how long did Jimmy Butler play for this team? A year and a half. A year and a half. Now, and maybe no, a year and two weeks. He, by before the season started, he said, "Give me the fuck out of here." Yes, he, yes. I, I hate these pussy ass niggas. He was Pretty literally going to work every day, just angry and and and, and just frustrated that Carlton Towns was so fucking soft. Like he yes, just yes, he bullying did. Andrew Wiggins, kicking him like kicking him when he's down, like tripping him in the locker room, bro. Like sticking his foot out. Like, the reports on, that were coming out of Minnesota were jarring. <laughs> now, this is a Minnesota podcast. So we're, as Minnesotans, we're here and we watch national news. Oh, this is going on in L.A.? Oh, that's L.A. They're so dramatic. Oh, what's going on in New York? They're so dramatic. We're not. For that week, reports are coming out. And it's like Jimmy Bell was wreaking havoc <laughs> on our passive-aggressive city. Bro, this man, he's like, give me the fuck out of here. And that's what, and Todd Dumbledore was like, no, Jimmy, you're one of us. You're, one of, you're my child. Pretty Jimmy, much. You want to trade him. So Jimmy Butler would go on the court, bro. <laughs> would go on the court and, and just t- stop playing the game. I used to watch it. Like, he, he, he was just wreaking havoc and I couldn't figure it out. Like, there's, there's game, like when we first came back, Jimmy, we were booing him. Like, the bats were booing him. And then Jimmy Butler put up 20 points and then he just stopped playing in the fourth quarter. And Timberwolves fans were yelling, MVP. Like, it was so, it was so weird, man. Oh, weird times in Minnesota, bro. Oh. Basically, what Matt said is true. Jimmy Butler was playing at at uh, at um, MVP level, and he basically had them go to the playoffs. They lost against the Rockets in five games. We would have had a higher seed. We would have played someone else besides the Rockets. We would have stood more of a chance if that, we if he didn't get hurt. That's true. Jimmy Butler got hurt. We, we were five hundred yeah. for the, like. That, last that's a fact. Games. I ain't gonna lie about that. Mm-hmm. But Jimmy Butler, obviously, you know, um, he's 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 an acquired taste. That's why Jimmy Butler made he's a, he's sense. He's an asshole. He's a walking, talking asshole. He's, he's not, a walking, he's talking not, asshole, and, and, and he needs to be around other assholes to hold him in line. And right. then these assholes need to be people who who under who speak asshole. Who are fluently. willing to fight. They have to be willing to punch him in the face. They, so they, they have to be willing to punch him in the face so his ears can open, so he can understand the the the, the version of asshole he's speaking. Yeah, I don't think to any. To, to, so what I'm trying to say is that yeah. Jimmy Butler on the Miami Heat is the only thing that makes sense. That's why he's there. <laughs> right. Because Donald Haslam will punch him in the face. Yes, Donald Haslam <laughs> is the man who punches any man in the face. So when when UD speaks, it's like, oh, okay, UD's saying I should drink water. All right, UD, I'll drink water only because you say so. Because you'll punch me in the face, not because my body needs it. So well, I yes, Jimmy Butler's a punk. will just get a lot of stuff to get punked in the face. But if he's a bully, if if he knows you're a bitch, which Carl Anthony Towns, you could tell him. You could tell him like one plus one equals two. But because he sees bitch in you, <laughs> yeah. he's not gonna hear from you. Yeah, exactly. And Precisely. That's, that's what it was. Yes, that's exactly he what it was. He saw pussy. 
Yes. And obviously, Jimmy Butler, he, like I said, he's an acquired taste. The city didn't fit him. Minnesota's a very passive-aggressive kind of state. Minneapolis is kind of like, oh, we're going to get right past you oh, here or whatnot. Sorry. We're saying sorry. All the time. Sorry. Oh, sorry. 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 <laughs> now, he fit in Chicago because Chicago kind of is aching to Miami in that sense. In that Chicago, sense. they will shoot you. They will, you know what I'm saying? They <laughs> so don't, Jimmy Butler had to act right. They, exactly. Jimmy Butler <laughs> had to act right. And that's what it was. <laughs> Chicago is a place that obviously people are way more straightforward and Caught him on his bullshit. And Tom Thibodeau coached him like that there. But only Tibbs, Tibbs and him are the only people. Well, he's the only elite player that had that kind of uh, uh, demeanor in Minnesota at that time. And he's like, this doesn't fit me. So he came to training camp and he said, this is stupid. I want to trade. All you guys are stupid. You're stupid. You're stupid. You're stupid. You're cool. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yep, <laughs> pretty much. So he wanted to force his way out. So he decided to blow up a practice. <laughs> the infamous practice day. You want to yeah. go into that? No, there's no need. People already know what it is. If you listen to this podcast, they already know what the fuck the practice was. <laughs> he shits on us. He says, everyone's a bunch of bitches. Give the fuck out of here. Please trade me. And they play six games. It doesn't, and it just stops playing in the fourth quarter. He tries enough to keep us in the game, and then he just stops. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like you're fucking a girl, you're about to climax or get it to, to, to come, and you just pull out. Take it, put your clothes back on and walk out the door. He did that ever for five straight games. Literally, like, that's what he did. So obviously, it was obviously was such a bitch. Did you hear what he said the other week? He's like, yeah, you know, I really did appreciate. So I, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> I'm just so. I'm, I'm just, like I said, as a Minnesotan and as a closet person who cheers for the Timberwolves, my dad's a, my dad's a, a dire Timberwolves oh, fan. I didn't know that, Yanni. My dad, you one of us. My dad, the torture. My dad's a closet. My dad's a dire Timberwolves fan, just like Matt is, and I'm a closet Timberwolves. I, I, I support. I can't say I'm a fan. Obviously, I have a different team, but I'm happy you guys have Anthony Edwards because he has that in him. How about, how about, so Jimmy Butler, when we played this year, Jimmy Butler tried to punk Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards wasn't going. I mean, he, he wasn't going to try. He wasn't going to fight. No, but he's just like, no, I'm not going. Like, I guess who was the last person there to, to in that in that scuffle? Carl Anthony Towns the avoided with the that huge shit. muscles. Yeah, the, that dude avoided that scuffle like the motherfucker. He was wearing the he other wanted corner. no <laughs> part. Like it's like it's like wherever Jimmy. If, if you want, if you want to get rid of Carl Anthony Towns, be where Jimmy Butler's at. <laughs> yeah. It's such a shame, dude. It's such a, it's so such so sad. So it's, sad. it's very sad. But we have banked on uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. We didn't talk about what, what we they got. We didn't talk about the, the deal. But <laughs> the deal's so bad. All right, let's go to the deal. Go into the deal. They got all right. So we got Jared Bayless. Robert let's go to the first part of the deal. Let's go into when I actually got him here. Oh yeah, we, we don't have to do that. We got to do. We're gonna we do, do it, do, Matt. We don't have to. We have to. So how Jimmy Butler arrives in Minnesota <laughs> is Jimmy Butler is traded. Jimmy Butler. And the number 16 pick, which is Justin Patton, goes to Minnesota for Zach Levine, Chris Dunn. Chris, this is Chris Dunn out of Prague. Chris Dunn is ass. I remember seeing Chris Dunn's rookie year, bro. This nigga couldn't pass it to his teammates every, without it getting stolen by another player. I watched it like literally happen four times in a row. I'm like, this motherfucker really like genuinely not pass, bro? These niggas are picking off his passes left or right. He was a horrible. Chris Dunn fucking sucked. He was a good defender. Okay, maybe he's forgettable. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But the number seven pick became Larry Markkinen. That's a number seven pick in a yeah. good draft. Yeah, that's a bad. That's, the, the sad thing is we lost Zach Levine. That's what it was. Zach Levine was good. We knew he was good. Generational be good. Zach Levine. Yeah. This is this is Zach, there's certain people when you watch them do stuff. It's like, oh, that's not human. Zach, right. Watching Zach Levine dunk is not human. Well, he's he, just not human. But also that he was faster than everyone. He could shoot like it was, and he was pulling like he was taking tough shots. You know, what he's saying? making them. He wasn't doing standing corner threes. He was pulling them, motherfuckers, and yeah, making. That's the thing. When you watch Zach Levine, it's like, oh, it's not just. And you watch Zach Levine's off, off, off season workouts, and and understands work ethic how he even got to where he's at. Like, oh, it's not just athleticism. It's just that he's like he's good. A, he's a dog. Like, he's that right. dude. 
Now you combine that with Larry Marketing and you're saying, okay, you're giving up those things. What are you getting back? You're getting back a year rental. Well, we didn't know it was gonna rough. be a year rental. We was like, okay, he, he loves them, so he'll be here for a while. It's a fucking retarded idea. He lived, he's playing in Minnesota. He didn't want to be in Minnesota, goddammit. Anywho, um He wanted to force his way out of Chicago and he went to force his way. Then he, then he went to use Minnesota. He just wants bitches. Stone. He's Will Chamberlain, but he's actually practiced. He's Will Chamberlain, he just that's pretty much what it was. I think that's my opinion. I think he just wants to live that lifestyle and now he is. He's living in Miami, so he's living. Oh, he's, he's, doing, li- yeah, he's, he's, he's exactly where he needs to be. This is true. Um, anyway, so we, we we get it for a year. We got Robert Covington, who's probably the most overrated player in the NBA. And Dario Sarri. <laughs> Robert Covington is really fucking overrated. What does he do, do Roko? well? Roko? Yeah, he doesn't do anything well. He doesn't do anything well. I watch him play. He doesn't do anything fucking well. We play by power forward, he gets beat up. He play by small forward, he's too slow. Like he, can't, he can barely shoot. He's a he's really overrated player. I'm sorry. All right. I'm done. I'm getting too worked up over here. I had I had a lot of coffee today, to, and it's it's kicking in now. So let me let me just chill. So basically, in totality, the Timberwolves basically traded Zach Levine and Laurie Markin and Chris Dunn for Robert Covington, Darius Sarge, Jerry Bayless, and a number twenty-two. And the thing is, Robert Robert Covington pick. and Darius Sarge were also rental because they're gone in a year and a half as well. So we get, we did we made that trade. Everyone was fucking gone. Nothing, nothing happened. We went backwards. Like you lost those guys for free. Is we what lost, you're saying. Yeah, we lost everything, but we got Anthony Edwards. You got Anthony Edwards. I'll take that. I'll Not take from that. this trade. It doesn't matter. You're talking, you're talking about you Anthony, the, the watershed of being that bad? Yep. I'll take it. Give me Anthony Edwards. <laughs> that's not true, but okay, I'll let you rock we'll with just, it. We'll just, that's, I have to remain optimistic somehow, man. We can't keep talking about this without giving me a little bit of hope, okay? Give me, right. give me, give me some cross. You have hope right now. Right now yeah, in, your, in your present Edwards. life, you have Anthony Edwards. But this is not because Russell, of this. D'Angelo Russell, he's kind of stepping. People with shit on D'Angelo Russell, but he's kind of, he's kind of stepping into his own a little bit. Uh, a little bit. All those guys are... Either good, whether they're good or they're bad, it doesn't matter because Anthony, as long as Anthony Edwards does not leave Minneapolis, then everything's good. Yeah. Number two. All right. Uh, my number two is. This, oh, this, no. So you got a number two. The yeah, Nets Celtics trade. I don't think we need to touch on this no more. This is self explanatory. Um, is that the one I did? No, yeah. This is the, the KG trade. The KG Paul Pierce Nets trade. Yeah. This is number two. I thought this was number two because it was fucking. Stupid, you know, it was yeah. fucking really bad, really dumb. KG went from averaging fourteen points, like six points and six rebounds. Like they, Celtics knew KG was washed up. They knew his knees were bad. They got rid of Paul Pierce early, and they got a huge return, and they're still profiting off that return, even though the profit the hasn't really turned into championships. But they have the possibility of the profit. Yeah. yeah, it's Eastern Conference Finals, and whenever you could make it to the Eastern Conference Finals twice, that's fun. Yeah. So, all right, I'm done with that one. What's your What's your number one? All the ones you've named so far, the ones that I've already mentioned. So I'm curious to see what this one is. What do you think is the most lopsided? I gotta set the table for you. I gotta set the table. Set the table. You make it nice. So you know. So while I'm setting the table, what are your what what do you think? Who do you think it involves? Timberwolves. Nope. Try try again. Dallas has to be Dallas. Nope. It's the fucking Lakers. It's the fucking Lakers, isn't it's it? I know what this is. This is the Vlad Divac Kobe Bryant trade. Man, my man knows some ball. Yeah, this is the Vlad Divac Kobe Bryant trade. Yep, yep, that's what it was. That's what <laughs> it was. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, that, that's a fair one. That's a fair one. See, I find it tough for these draft pick trades. That's why I didn't include, I didn't include the Kawhi Leonard in my top five because it's tough because you don't know. Actually, people knew Kobe Bryant was going to be Kobe All Bryant. right. People knew Kobe Bryant. Like, he, he was famous before he got into the league. So, Matt has already set the table for me. I'm so happy for that. <clears throat> this is the Charlotte Hornets. Mm-hmm. They sucked, correct? <laughs> they sucked pretty bad. That, that okay. Muggsy Bucks, they got so they were fun. That, that they sucked. They sucked. Okay. They're in the draft. I have to say this slowly so people understand it. So that people understand that they had control at every point of this situation. They sucked. They did their job to suck. <laughs> they got the 13th pick. 
Okay, cool. They held their breath. Okay, even great. They didn't do anything dumb on draft day at that point before they selected and they kept their pick. Am I, am I still on course here? Yep. Still on course. Kobe Bryant drops to the number 13 pick and is there. They select Kobe Bryant with the 13th pick. This is where the story should end. <laughs> Instead, what happens is they trade this highly heralded, highly verified by other ball players and people who know ball. Whooping Jerry Stackhouse ass one on one. Whooping eighteen year old. Jerry Stackhouse is uh, whooping Jerry All Stackhouse. Star. Has, yeah, it's thirty. Jerry Jerry seen. West <laughs> is like, I, I will pay through the nose to get through this kid. Everybody's verifying him in the right circles, and and you select him because you know some of these things. Some of them, maybe not all of them, because obviously you did the dumb deal. And you trade him <coughs> for Vladi Divac. Yeah, it was pretty fucking bad. And the reason why Kobe Bryant fell so low is because this is a year after the Kevin Garnett high school trade. So the, Kobe Bryant was the first swingman to be drafted straight out of high school. That's why they went so low, because this was back in the time when they didn't really trust high school players. After this, after Kobe Bryant and Kevin Garnett worked out, everyone was drafted high school players, number one. But they didn't believe it'd be true. And Lakers kind of got lucky. They had Vlad, Divac, and Shaq. And they got rid of Vlad, got Kobe. And yeah, that was, that was nice. Very nice. Matt, no, no, no. Fuck that, Matt. Matt. <laughs> Matt. You suck as a team. What the fuck is Vladi Divac going to do for you, even if you get him, right? What is he going to do for you? Vladi Divac was nice, but yeah, they missed out Kobe Bryant. I'm trying to say, no, the draft pick ones and draft night trades are tough. Those are tough, too. Those are tough trades. You know they're only tough? Because they're, somebody's asking you two questions. They're asking, they're not asking, they're asking two questions, but you're interpreting, you're asking, asking one question, but you're interpreting two ways. They're asking you, how, um, can I please fuck you? But you're interpreting as, Okay, how can we fuck each other? Okay, how can I fuck you? When really the question they're only ask you is how can I fuck you? Because it's my ask for trying to draft it. They're looking, they're hoping for you to be scrambled and pull up analytics, whatnot, and lie to yourself on a deal that you have no business even taking the call on. Mm. Well, let's say type type pause, 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 pause. So earlier when I was mentioning yeah. all the trades, like the Vince Carter trade, for example. Um, Toronto didn't get they had higher draft picks that Joey Graham Joey Graham was a higher draft pick didn't pan out right so there's other trades where you're trading way players for a 13th overall pick and it doesn't pan out there's a lot of 13 that's what I'm saying but they selected him that's why I stopped and said they selected him they already Mm -hmm. had Kobe Bryant in hand this is not a a pick like okay this is the number 7 pick that became so and so and so this pick is already so and so and so right right this is so and so and so with Nike and Adidas trying to paint through the notes trying to give him deals it's like, this is the new dude. This is the dude. We've seen this dude before. He looks like the dude. He still has hair, but he shaved his head because he wants to be like Michael Jordan. Precisely. Like, yeah. this is the dude. Like, you want the next dude? Here he is right here. <laughs> yeah. And you let him walk out of Charlotte. A small market. Are you well? Are you stupid? What would Vladi Duvac do for you in that market at that time? Yeah. Even if you lose every game, this guy's cool. Yeah, that that was pretty bad. But I, I just can't. I don't like beat up on them for draft because we don't know. They don't know. It's different. It's different. No, 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 no. It's there, different with the Jimmy Butler. No, no, no. It's dudes. different than Jimmy Butler. You know what you're getting. They didn't know. They didn't know Kobe Bryant was gonna be Kobe Bryant. Kobe no. Bryant was Kobe. Wait, but talk about, talk about, talk about, talk about, Before we get to talk about great Kobe, you know, how, you know how of a much of a ball hog of a turd, how much of an ignorant asshole Kobe Bryant was as an 18 year old. I know. We all seen him air, have the two air balls in the playoff game against Utah. But mind you, everybody's seen, everybody knew, everybody was watching. Everybody's like, okay, even with that, there's two things, right? Now you're probably saying 
there's just potential. We don't know if they make the potential or not. And potential is probably a bad word with Matt because of Andrew Wiggins. I get it. <laughs> He's right. But along with that, there's also a risk, right? What the fuck does Charlotte have to risk when you're not even a winning tradition? What the fuck was Vladdy Divac going to do for you in the, in the late 90s? Tell me what he's going to do, and I'll shut up right now. He's going to pass the ball really fancy. Really fancy. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to just get out. That's the thing. If, if, if this was like, what was it? If this is like a team on the cusp. Like the Sacramento Kings? Yes. If this was like Sacramento Kings on the cusp, maybe at that time, oh, this is like some kind of weird dystopian time, where the tech, like that time when they were good and then Vladdy Divac is available, but... Not on that team. No, yeah, yeah, but I see what you're saying. Like, he, yeah. he helps out a good team. He doesn't saying. help out a bad team. Precisely. Like, Vladdy Divac was like, like on a team that was like, like we just need one more piece, like a, a good, a good player, one more piece, and then I understand you doing that. If you, if you, if you need if a you, generational superstar, if you need to rebuild, if you're trying to create something, you take the Anthony, you take the, <coughs> the guy who is athletically unmatched. Dude, they were 41 and 41 in 1995. Really. The Charlotte or the Lakers? Charlotte Hornets. I guess that's the 13th pick. That makes sense. <coughs> there are 41 and 41. I mean, but are you gonna are you gonna criticize the other 12 teams who didn't pick Kobe Bryant? Because there's no, a lot I'm of not. Them. Was that the Allen Iverson? That was the Allen Iverson draft, right? Kobe 1996. Was in- I think the first of all, that the first of all that draft class was crazy. That was a Ray Allen draft too. So there that was that draft class was pretty. It, it, was, it, was, it was pretty nice. There's three draft classes that defined NBA. It was, it was 1996, 2003, and 1984. So let's go through the picks really quick. So we got Allen Iverson. You're right. This is Allen Iverson um, draft class. This is Allen Iverson goes one. Flame Sixers makes sense. Marcus Camby, Toronto makes sense. He was a he was dude. Good and, yeah, you, you he, he was he was a dude. You're not gonna pass by him. Sharif Abdul Rahim goes to Vancouver. Makes sense. He was also a dude. Uh, Stephen Marbury. These, I mean, all these picks make sense. Uh, Stephen Marbury obviously doesn't end up in Milwaukee. All these guys went to college, right? All these guys had college careers. Yes, and they're still really talented. Ray Allen, course. obviously, uh, Connecticut uh, dude. Antoine Walker, you could see a Kentucky blue chip school dude Wait, makes Marcus sense. Went to, to UConn too, right? No, Marcus Camby went to Massachusetts. Oh, okay. That was like, he was there with Cal. Hmm. Um, then Lorenzen Wright. So obviously we can we can maybe bang up on Clippers and New Jersey Nets and Mavericks again. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because Lorenzen mean, Wright, Kerry Kittles, Samaki Walker, yeah, the Kerry Eric hurts. Dampier, yeah. Todd Fuller, Eric Dampier. His name's always finds a way to sub out. The da- the, the damp diaper. Put, 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 put a pinko. Yanni, come on. Don't describe that. Get your African brothers. What, what do you come on? <laughs> He's Ukraine. <laughs> oh, is he? He's Shit. The, he's from the Ukraine. <laughs> but then after Kobe Bryant, Paja, 14, Steve Nash, 15, Jermaine Jeez, O'Neal, yeah. 17. It's a great draft, man. So that was a really great draft. But the point being is that I'm not trying to hear that. I'm not trying to hear it. I'm not trying to hear it. I'm not going to hear I'm not gonna shoot me in the bail. I'm gonna shoot a bit. I think it's tough to draft pick. To Why? Draft what would he do? It's tough to tell. It's tough to tell. Look at the player. You're 41 and 41, right? You're 41 and 41, right? In 1995, you feel like you're a big man away from competing for a title. Do you play basketball in 1995? If Kobe, yeah, I don't know, man. No, 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 no. I, I, we've got to do this. So I can drive on this point. 1995, Michael Jordan's playing basketball with the Bulls. 1995, we have. Shaq with the Orlando Magic. Shaq Orlando Magic. No, 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 no. He, he was with he was with the Lakers at this time. Nineteen ninety five. He was with them when they drafted him, because he, he Shaq played with. Kobe yeah, yeah, you're there. right, you're right. Um, this is Pat still in New York at that time. Hmm. So you think that you think that Vladdy Diva is going to take you over the top of you going to Madison Square Garden and having your head beaten by? Uh, John Stark, Patrick good teams. Ewing, it wasn't a lot of good teams back then. Utah Jazz, Indiana Pacers were, were coming up at that time. Yeah, you think that that Vladimir was going to put you over the top? Pack it up and take what take the risk on the future. 
even Vladdy, even Vladdy Divac does pan out. He's a good NBA player because you already seen him already. So you already know he's not a star. He's just a good NBA player. Even if he's a good, even if he's a good, even if he continues to be a good NBA player, and you whiff, and Kobe Bryant becomes like insert bum like Sebastian Telfair, I guess, right? <laughs> you took a risk on having first right to marketing the next dude, the next face. They weren't thinking about like they, they, they were. The NBA wasn't as intelligent as it is now. They didn't have social media. They didn't have social media. Imagine, imagine them making that trade with social media around. If Kobe Bryant was on the highlight reels, if Kobe Bryant was like Zion Williamson, where we see him that's from, a, from a, a sophomore in high school. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing. Do you think that? Do you think that running? I mean, we might as well do it right now because we're already in the building. Um, Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson was 2019. 18. I think 19. 2019 NBA draft, right? Um, yeah, you're right, Zion. Do you think that New Orleans regrets taking Zion? Maybe they might. They're looking at John Morant. Yeah, they're looking at John Morant. I mean, like, you know you're looking at John. Ja, you're looking at the, the rise of RJ Barrett, right? Nah, True, right? They still have Zion over RJ, but the only person you're looking at is Ja. That's what I'm saying. You're really looking at Ja, right? Okay, cool. Even with that, in that situation, actually, this is bad equivalent because number one pick such a hard pick. So you're right. It's a hard equivalent because. You have rights to everybody. When you, when you pick a number one pick, you just do the group thing. You just follow group thing. That's usually what happens ninety nine percent of the time. That's like what I'm you, saying. You're fine. Yeah, because because you, you want because you want to say, well, everybody else is saying that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why it takes somebody with a sack in the front office. Well, when I say sack, it, it could be a, it could be a lady also, but <laughs> you need somebody who has guts. Right. Someone who's not going to follow everybody. Right. So uh, uh, yeah, self or self originated thinker. Self, yeah, self. I like that self originated thinker. Like somebody who's not just gonna say, "Well, everybody else said we should take Zion." Now, mind you, I still think I would took Zion back then because Zion, I, I believe that I would be able to mold Zion and not have him be fat, <laughs> not have him <laughs> have he, weight problems. Because yeah, because if, if Zion doesn't have weight problems, like when he different. when he plays, it's like when Zion can play on the he's floor, stronger than everyone. He's stronger and faster than, and he's, he's stronger. Everybody that he's stronger than, he's just stronger than them. And everybody <laughs> yeah. he's faster, everybody that's stronger than him. He's super. He's way faster than them. So it's just he's a walking mismatch. There's no way to guard him right. at all. He's one. He's a willing passer. And I'm making a case for Zion Williamson as we're talking about Kobe Bryant straight, just to say that to end this podcast. If you are a team and you suck and you get a chance at a dude, just take the chance on the dude. Don't take the well. Take the safe player and do the safe thing. Shut up. You already suck. You're already here. You're already in a podunk town. Insert OKC. Insert New Orleans. Insert uh, uh, Charlotte. Take a chance on a dude, and that way you can maybe try to find a way to anchor him there and start your franchise from there. But if you're just going to take the safe pick, you could have got that everywhere else before the draft. You could have traded and got that dude. Don't do that. That's stupid. I'm done. I'm off my soapbox. Sorry. Just pissed me off. I was really passionate there. I saw that sincerity. His voice, his eyes. He was, he was in it. Damn. So basically, what I want to really say is that basically, I wish that we had like separate time, just bang on Charlotte. But you guys got lucky that in a quarter of a century, you guys got another chance to get a dude, Lamelo. Whatever his dad is, just let his dad talk. His dad's done talking now. I think he's he, done talking he, because he fucked up Lonzo's career a little bit in, for, for like what? Two years. He, Lonzo, well, Lonzo's doing great. Lonzo has a good career, but he fucked up that situation with the Lakers. He, was he wanted his son out of there. He, he was no, he was just talking too fuck a bunch. I think he wanted his son out of there. And I'm probably shooting him bail, but his I mean, real speaking himself. He, he, he was literally begging them, not begging him. He was, he was. He just like, wanted him there. He's like, oh, Los Angeles is ravenous. Even I feel bad for Laker players when Lakers are bad. Twitter's Twitter's a dark place when Lakers are bad. Yeah, I can only imagine when you live in LA, you're from LA, and your kid plays on LA. That's all you hear about. That's all I talk about. 
I'm well, getting he, my son out of there. He just wanted to be a celebrity anyways, and it kind of panned out for both of them. All of them. All of them. So, my, yeah. my last my last selection for most lopsided Tremier trade. We already talked about this. I call it the gift from the Clippers. Them trading Baron Davis in the first round pick to the end of Kyrie to the Cleveland Cavaliers for Mo Williams and Ryan <laughs> Melk. So, there it is. That's what it is. It changed the league. We already talked about it. Um, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't really think we need to... I'm not know. mad about that. Yeah, it just changed the league for changed a decade. Yeah, I mean, and, and thinking about the dominoes and obviously how we understand how the dominoes more like it would have fell if they didn't fall that way. I, I can accept that. Yeah, I can accept that. Yeah. So this podcast kind of drags out. I'm just gonna end it here. I don't, I don't know. I think that this it. was mad fun. I'm not gonna lie. Matt's gonna um, Matt's gonna take this podcast to the shed and. It's gonna make it very, very. It's gonna make it more not as bloated as it is. But I kind of love how fat this podcast is. Yeah, it's really fat. We talked a lot about NBA trades. I love trades actually. I really do enjoy trades um, because it's like it, trades are filled with hope. You know what I'm saying? That's, That's another thing. And I, and I think I have a new appreciation for trades because I'm in a dynasty league. Oh yeah, actually, you know what? I take that back. <laughs> time out, time out, time out, time out. Oh, I take God. that back. The number one lopsided trade that I've ever you experienced. Done? Are you done? Number one lopsided trade that I ever We're experienced gonna, like, in my life. Unplug now. Don't even listen to this. Is so Yanni has a team in the fantasy football league. Okay, Yanni. Yanni is an interesting fellow. Yanni is. He had Justin Jefferson. I see. He was, yeah, Justin Jefferson was his first round pick. He picked up Justin Jefferson. And who would you trade him away for, Yanni? I, I, I have to get on the podcast so I can get this recorded in history so they can understand the context and how much how much we have to do. You're trying to discredit everything this. I said in this podcast. There is so 100%. Because, yeah, go ahead, and say, go ahead and say the trade. It, it just doesn't make sense. And if people will listen to this and they will look at you. They will look at me. I traded Justin Jefferson uh-huh. at a point in time this year. I traded him for Kareem Hunt. Uh-huh. Kadarius Tony, yep, and Rashad Bateman, yep, yes. Mind you, Rashad Bateman's no longer on his team. Okay, yes. So that was essentially he traded Kareem Hunt and Kadarius Tony for Justin Jefferson. No, no, no. no. Once that- a generational talent, we see highlights of him every single week, just breaking down cornerbacks just for fun. And Yanni was like, "Yeah, I don't want this guy. Either, either one of the best fantasy players who possibly you could have, and he doesn't need to be on my team. But I don't need any draft picks. I just want Kareem Hunt and Kadarius Tony." Listen, listen. Please um, explain your logic, sir. Um, my logic is this: I know that I have to have enough value to go around, and I'm in a league full of sharks. So with that being said, I have one or two things to do. I have, I have to either hit on my draft picks, but I have four draft picks. We only have four tags. Which he spots. traded away. He traded away his draft picks too, by the way. I traded my I traded away some of them, not all of them. I have four. How, we have four tax hmm. spots. We have four draft picks per year, right? My thoughts was this: is that if I can spread out my spots enough, then I don't have to go begging the bargain bin. The bargain bin is pretty bad in Dynasty because people are people are holding people and whatnot. So Matt doesn't want to hear this. I believe that I'm early to the party on this. I believe that there's a bargain bin player that has a chance to be a pro bowler in Kadarius Tony. If I take him, I can get him with who? Three more years from Kareem, Kareem Hunt. Oh, three more years. Yeah, three more. Kareem Hunt has three more years. Oh, oh, well, he avoids content. So. Okay. Did you watch him play? Has you ever seen him? He's hurt this year, anyways. But anywho, but have you watched him play? I watched him play. All right, he's the he voice watched, contact. So y- Yanni watched Darius Tony play. He said, "Yeah, he's better than Justin Jefferson." Darius I Darius never. Darius. No, that's not what I said. <laughs> what I said is that he's gonna have Pro Bowl production. Justin Jefferson is All Pro. He's gonna be All Pro for the rest of his life. That I understand. What I traded is is that is that 
I believe that I already have some generational talents at wide receiver spots. None of them were rating. I, I, my, there's another thing too. Matt telling a one side story. I tried to, I tried to, I tried to parade around AJ Brown. People gave me crap for it. I tried to parade around Deontay Johnson. People gave me un, un, um, uneven trades for him. You don't think you could have got AJ? You could have traded AJ Brown for Kareem Hunt and Kadarius Tony. You don't think you could have pulled that trade off? No, I tried to. I, I, I asked Jordan, and Jordan wouldn't go for it. Ask him. You think I just started off? Wait, so anybody, you're like, you're like, huh? What's anybody, the best thing I have? What's the best thing I could possibly own? <laughs> what's, what's, if you think I started my bargains, if you think I started my, my 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 negotiations with, all right, Justin Jefferson, then you're wrong. I'm always gonna try the cheapest thing first, and people were not going. All people want to know was Justin Jefferson. So I waited, I waited. Three months of the dynasty league, he waited. He waited three months of the, the league that's gonna last the rest of his life. He waited three <laughs> months. And so I gotta get rid of him. I gotta get rid of him while he's hot. Come on, man. That's not why that's not I had to get rid of. I, it was it was I seen an opportunity. Opportunity failed you. All right, well let's wrap it up, man. Let's wrap it up. <sighs> Can we even? Do we even? We are we even gonna be able to recap our? We we have our top fives. You, you all know them. what it is. Y'all, you know y'all it basketball is, fans. Y'all probably thought the same thing when you heard these trades. Like, yeah, that was a stupid fucking trade. Like all these trades are pretty undeniably stupid. Yes, they are. Um, but I find it fun because, like I said, there's not many trades that alter the league, but all of these have altered the league in a pretty significant way, and yep. therefore alter our lives and our memories of the great game of basketball. So um, I love this. Um, this is really great. Um, time to talk about this after football because football hurts people, and basketball is, it, it kind of hurts people, but like. It's just soap opera. When, when, it hurt, soap when it hurts you, it's like you have summertime. When football <laughs> hurts you, it's like you have winter and nothingness. Yeah. So this is a good way to kind of deal with that pain. And Charlotte, um, you guys are lucky because you guys don't deserve LaMelo. And he's an alien, so you should never, ever leave Charlotte because you're a small town. You guys don't even deserve his talent. So remember that. All right. We learned a viable lesson here today, boys, girls, and transgenders, is that Yanni hates Charlotte. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're the top five guys. I'm Yanni. I'm Matt. Love you. See you later. Talk to you soon, baby girl. Oh, I said baby girl. That was baby boys too, or babies. And just anyway with babies. Just yeah. Just, yeah. Gang gang. We're up. <laughs>